2: Let's talk Let's talk Let's talk Let's talk
3: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Let's Talk More Movies, a show where you try and talk about movies, but now never talk about anything and everything else. I'm your host, Michael Breslin. To my left is... To my right. Call him here. What was yeah. that?
0: We accent you on there now for him. Huh? To my right. To my right. To my right. My name is Alejandro. <laughs> <laughs> my name
3: is Alejandro. <laughs> Alejandro.
0: You can be a wee voice actor or something, wouldn't you? I've always thought this. Yeah, Pixar's must not beat. In fairness, you do fucking incredible Cleveland. Shit show, but a really good Cleveland, do your Cleveland, going. I'm gonna put you on the spot. Oh, that's nasty. That's pretty good. Really good. Like that. <laughs> Bad i that for <laughs> <laughs> No,
3: when I was at uni, part of like our sound module was you had to do an ADR piece. So I chose a piece from Cleveland, the Cleveland show, because I could do the voice of Cleveland and I could do the voice of the bear. So do the bear's voice. Oh, um, fuck. So, Cleveland, when you're going to get your boy back? <laughs> that See, I, the line. I, I have no point to that. You, happen, you, I, I I'm what I'm that so, is dead can. on, Jen. Trust me. Trust me. That it's is on can dead can. on. Trust me, that is false. <laughs> what were you going to say anyway before I really interrupted you? I don't think this is going to say anything. I'm just trying to think of more Cleveland things to say. Nah, <laughs> fuck.
0: I'm sorry I opened this can of worms. Yeah, that fuck <laughs> it. <laughs> How is everyone? I'm oh, good. I'm right, feeling so about bit uh, hungover.
1: I don't know why because we went out last night and I... Not the RM10 punchy had, l- l-
0: No, that's upset I didn't <laughs> drink that much. I think it's the age. You, I,
3: you say this all the time, Like, I don't... Like, you think, oh, I'll just have a couple of drinks and then you have like a 10 glass is what i fair, I didn't
0: have a 10 glass last night Michael
3: but then um, when I was
0: chatting earlier on the phone I'm here at the th- a, a-,
1: a 10 glass and there's a third left in it <laughs> putting <laughs> two <three> together like <laughs> <laughs> we're chatting to <the> <laughs> 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 uh, <fair enough.
0: laughs> I was drinking from it <laughs> <laughs> I was drinking from it
3: because <laughs> no, when I was talking to you earlier as well you were all no, I was going
0: to bring up I was chatting with you earlier on the phone I I didn't even drink that much And I started tying up the drinks And I got to like Drank eight And I was like Oh no, you know what <laughs> <laughs> It's all Well I had like
3: Four drinks at the bar I had a couple when I came home I only had a couple before I left And I was like Oh wait <laughs> Shan's about 12 drinks <laughs> That's more than your average person. But you were You were regaling me Of what you did When you came home last night And I was just thinking was like I don't think Shan remembers That he was messaging me last night Telling me what he was doing <laughs>
0: <laughs> but what was you the you, question? Hey, <laughs> me saying,
3: what do you eat <laughs> I just cooked some spaghetti.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I can't <laughs> <laughs> It was like quarter past three in the morning. It <laughs> wasn't bad.
3: <laughs> so I made what spaghetti and like you cooked in chicken stock or something. Cooked it in
0: chicken stock and then I had some chicken chunks and peppers on it. it was mighty fine. It wasn't bad for a fucking three o'clock in the morning effort.
3: It's, and, and like, because you told me this like a couple of weeks ago that you do is like actually cooking the spaghetti yeah. in the stock like i never yeah, like never, goes, goes never thought about doing that it's delicious man delicious fucking delish fucking delish
1: man because like hey because i've done it you know. with
3: like risotto and stuff obviously but aye, really, i've never thought
1: about in doing that. it <laughs> <laughs> white wine and chicken stock or whatever stock you got you know. or whatever wine you've yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> well. A bit of buck faster than theirs just, <laughs> right. just
3: fuck a bottle of like hog, He's <laughs> like, Oh, we're all in a way. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. what happened. That bottle of vodka yeah. <laughs> I was Fun. cooking, me Just fuck <laughs> you, I was, i, I was all went, to, all went to the chicken stock everything. <laughs> 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 Spaghetti <laughs> surprise. <laughs> yeah,
0: surprise is you're fucking hammered. <laughs> <laughs> On <the fight>. <laughs> One bit, <laughs> <minute>. get <laughs> for your fucking job. Yeah. <laughs> One I
2: just keel over. <laughs>
0: is that an our voice that you have I, I, I like to throw on a wee evil laugh you're trying to happen. get your fucking tight five down there it's, tight say.
1: Five. It's, not, it's not a character you're working on with. yeah <laughs> old lady <So> <laughs>
3: but uh oh yeah it's danger bottle I've, I think uh, danger bottle has changed in the last few weeks mm. it, it was normally it's, we, <laughs> <laughs> it's normally somebody buys a bottle of hooch but uh uh, none of us have money, so yeah. it's. it's all we, at we've, demand, we've, so. we've all been forced to become a bit more creative. Yeah, it's the, we, <laughs> spent, we spent the podcast fortune that we amassed over the past year and a half. It's a master invention, £2.87. It's still ropy now. was It was, was kind of lingering at 85p for a long time. Cobalt Quadley. When it gets. When I get offered for my fucking Xbox. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you about that. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> this <laughs> this is a beautiful story because you learn so much about Shan and the CEX. <laughs> Went up the CEX uh, the already which is,
0: uh, the sex shop, which is essentially a, a pawn shop. Was James on? I don't know anybody who works in there to be honest with you. But uh, I was really fucking skinned and I've got an Xbox Three Sixty. She's been lying in the spare room for about ten years, right. or not ten years, sorry, about two years, never fucking used. So I thought I'll fucking I'll shed this here. Hopefully, get about fucking twenty-five, thirty pound for it because you see ones in the window and they're selling them for like fucking seventy pounds still. So I went down there and the boy says, "Ah, sorry, hey, we've just had two Xboxes come on, so you're gonna have to wait like an hour and a half, you know, because we have to test them out and stuff like that." So I was like, "Ah, oh, for fuck's sake!" Went down and sat at my granny's for an hour and a half, fucking twiddling oh, my thumbs. Jesus went Christ. back upright, went that tall. the girl says to me, "Ah, you know, there's a bit of corrosion inside that controller, so you know we won't be able to take the controller. I like, had oh, no bar; it's grand I'll take the controller back, but what about the console? And she told, "Wouldn't really be worth it without the controller." So I was thinking, "All <laughs> oh, right, she's probably gonna knock about a of tenner off here. might be, might be get them like 25 twenty-five pound for it at this rate. Hey, it's much you are for anyway? Two pound.
1: <laughs> do you want a controller?
0: Two pound
1: for... No, it's
0: no odds. I don't use it, but two pound for a full fucking console. So I don't use
1: it either. I'd have one. No,
0: probably combine, combine
3: and maybe get a tenner for <laughs> See,
0: if we combine and get a tenner, we can go to fucking Bennington's and we
2: have a I'll
1: give you a controller. Hey, because I my, my mom got the Red Wing of Death and then it was in the insurance time, but I just was a lazy console and I got it fixed.
0: I can't get like, How can you do... Like, at, I'd, I'd never thought that I'd be insulted <laughs> over somebody offering me money for three, you know? like, two. you wouldn't even stretch it to a fucking
1: fiver Like you know that's, I mean? that's not even like. It's not even it's noteworthy. Just over half a pound, like.
0: Aye, you know what I mean. And the best thing is, is that what I didn't understand. They're selling them for seventy pounds window, they? but they're buying them for two pounds.
3: They probably, man. They probably wouldn't have sold that one though, because yours is an older one. It? Is it? I don't know don't uh, no, this is what Harry was saying, but Harry's very matter of factly about things that he's not matter of fact. Well put. Caught that. <laughs> 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 oh, is we hard to be broken down, he doesn't. <laughs> 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 <Why laughs> Your lasagna was delicious, wasn't <laughs> oh, beautiful. <laughs> um, yeah, so back to danger bottle. <laughs> um no, Yeah, we've been forced to get a bit more creative and whatnot, and obviously the, the brown sauce cocktails happened. The, the video is now up on YouTube. You can check it out, search Let's Talk More Movies, or you can search episode 62, is it on our Facebook? Danger Butt. I also posted it on the Facebook, Let's Talk More Movies podcast, so you'll be able to find it, watch it, and watch Shan nearly book. <laughs> <laughs> uh, par- I've seen you two fucking about the chocolate us off fuckers. Apparently, Scruff, the master composer, has an idea for a fourth. It does that he he wants he wants to test out. The, he wants to check uh, the fisca- the fisca- the. Fisca- the fisca- uh, the viscosity. Vis- viscosity of how it turns out. It's a strong word for that time, necessarily. I know. Viscosity. <laughs>
0: uh, he, didn't, he didn't reveal his hand last night, but I'm intrigued. I know mm, as well that he is a sinister bro. fucker. So yeah. has this is
3: going to be really bad. Like, he's going to cook this up in the lab. Yeah, like. A fucking. <laughs> oh, fucking oh, f- a brown sauce? No, I know. Find I, me out. <laughs> <laughs> no. But anyway. And I'll watch and drink cans. <laughs> this week is a mystery <coughs> shot. Type thing of danger well because literally I had no money so I found something in my kitchen and I poured it into tiny jars. Okay, so drink it and see if you can. Why is it? Why is it always it a mystery? You Mickey? Why does it always have to be a mystery? Because I'm 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 an I'm an enigma. He's yeah. Can we get this over an done, angler. man?
0: Because uh, after the last time that brown sauce, I don't trust you too much.
3: And, and that, it's, not it's literally just pure alcohol. Are we on the same? Thing. I know, it's all the same, so just test t- t- it and you'll know what it is. This bro. actually
0: smells nice. Did oh, you make this? Nah. <laughs> this doesn't actually. Did you, no.
3: did you make this? No, it's just it's just is a bottle of alcohol.
1: Yeah, it's just How more. powerful is... It was, it was, was this, huh? 40, is this 40p? 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 Is this the fucking 40 Dutch or the German stuff? No. I'm going to take a wee subjust. Citrusy?
3: Notes of citrus, Notes of citrus. They're my favourite notes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is that?
0: <laughs> what the fuck is that? <laughs> 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 oh. <laughs> just part of me dying. Just. <laughs> oh my god!
3: Just describe sure. it. What's, what's what's going on? What's the it sensations tis, in your, your mouth? Like,
0: it tastes sort of like vodka, but it's quite See, But it, it leaves a fucking serious burn. It's burning me the whole way down. Burning me deep. What on. is it? I think I, t- I think Heron'll
3: know this. I think I've had that is before, though. Yeah, yeah you definitely have. Is
0: it that corn stuff?
3: No, no. Literally just Oh fuck! Whole shot, whole one gone.
1: I put an afterburn on there. It's nice so. though. I don't mind this, it because it, it clears out dead sinuses again. You what know what, is what it is? is? I can't remember. it's orangey. Ah, it's orange. Or, what is it?
3: <laughs> Quantra. Oh, Quattro. Yeah.
0: Oh, I seen that ball last week because your sister not going to be raging.
1: Ah, probably.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Although, actually, I was talking to her the other day and she already assumed that I had drank it all and I was ah. like, no, it's still there and she was I like, oh, sweet, oh, I'll will come, it. come around and get them. I was like, well, <laughs> you assumed <laughs> I, <laughs> I drank it all. <laughs> <know about> <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Might as well pop drink at
1: four
3: four mm. 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 it at this stage. You a cheesecake, I can Mmm. nice, boozy cheese. Jill's art oh, Michael, kick, oh,
0: I, a love I love how you, slowly but surely this is turning <laughs> into like a food podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will bring up just speaking about cheesecake, that Michael's wife to be Jill's done an absolute. <laughs> <You're right there>. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sucks.
1: Sorry. <laughs> my Jesus dog just scared Christ. the fuck out of here. <laughs> I had a bit of skin peeking out. Uh, just took my shirt there and I felt something like, I was like, what the fuck? How <laughs> oh, she licked you? I, and then I was like, what the fuck? And then I felt a hair. I was oh, Jesus.
3: <laughs> it's alright.
2: Giving you how
0: wee wash, just. But Michael's wife, DB, Jill, made a fucking absolute Titan Kinder Bueno yeah. cheesecake last week.
1: Kinderbread, oh, it was goddamn good. Was it made from Kinderbread or was it just the, she got the ingredients to match or whatever? No, I, she just fucked
3: that Kinderbread. <laughs> 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 just made a cheesecake, <laughs> fucked that Kinderbread. You know I mean? <laughs> like, you know, it's my, my favorite know. kind of cooking. It's not fucking aye, one pot wonder. Why not? No, no Michelin stars here. Like, you have know you know. drank your quantral? Aye, did it. Lovely. Aye, you drink yours. I have to drink a rest of it now, do you? I don't really like it that much. Damn it, 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 you fuck. Don't know how to, you fucking.
0: Cunt. <laughs> yeah, that's nice though. It's orangey. But it's just it's not it's, I don't think it's taste. So you don't like it there? <laughs> Aye but I respect you can I, I appreciate you can appreciate where it's late. coming from like Aye. Okay.
1: <laughs> what have we watched this week, folks? I watched uh Fistful of Dollars. It's yes. on TV, have you seen it, Mike?
3: Is that the one where they paint the town red?
1: No, that's High Plains Drifter. Oh okay, I've seen that one. People <laughs> would say it's like the, f- the fourth the one, but it's not. It's, like it's like a Netflix ghostly kinda of thing. Isn't it the, like? It, it's not. It's similar, and obviously you can see that, but they're not. only, but it's like, a, it's kind like of a a...
0: spiritual companion. It's a spiritual companion. It was yes. my favorite. <coughs>
1: but kind it's of I mean the, the character's dead at the start, doesn't he? And then he comes back to life to come to this town. Aye, I like so, the the very spoilers for this film is like you see like the gravestone or some shit at the very end. So aye, you know. aye. But uh, I know, first of all, dollars, it's the first in the what they call the Mammoth No Name trilogy, or the Spaghetti Western trilogy. Yeah. And it's Clint Eastwood, and it's directed by Sergio Leone. And it has <clears throat> GM Maria Volante as... Fuck. Because he's, he's, he's in the first two, but he plays two different characters. But uh, I know it's just a really... It's, it, it's one of these things where... Uh, <sighs> As a teacher of ours we've talked about a few times Brian McGilloway said it's a very simple story made very very well and yeah. i think that that's kind of what it is i mean it's essentially if any any other readers out there it's uh it's reader hammas we had harvest it's pretty much the exact same story of a character goes into a town and starts to pit two because the town's very small but it has two powerful families and uh, he starts to put them off against each other and this kind of thing, and uh, ends up getting kind of caught up in himself. and sort of working for one family, while working for the other, and pretending that he's not, and all this kind of stuff, and all. And, um, is that why it's called Fistful of Dollars? I uh, guess it's all about money. Mm. <laughs> I mean, the whole thing is about money. I like, guess about how he, how he makes money. He's just a he's a kind of just a fucking con artist, really. Yeah, but he's a very, very fast shot. You know, he's he's very quick with a gun. That's a film isn't it. Quick with a gun.
3: It's like guy.
1: Quick and the dead. Is that the Gene Hackman one? Ah, Quick on the dead, eh. but um, that's a weird. One. I know it's very good. It, it's, I mean, it, it, it's one of these films that because everybody was the good, the bad, and ugly. Because it's the third one, it's the biggest one, and it has the civil war, and it's a big two and a half hour. It's a fucking epic, like, mm. and it's brilliant. Um, everybody thinks about that one, but the second, the, the the other two are just as good. The first one, I think, is probably the tightest. You know, it doesn't really fuck around much. and There's not big long sequences in it or long shots in it but um no no it's, it's very very good uh, the thing I always always wondered about that trilogy though is because um, in the second one there's a character called Lee, uh character played by Lee Van Cleef who's in Escape from New York Escape from New York and uh he plays I think they call him Colonel Captain Mortimer Colonel Mortimer right and it's, it's sort of hard to tell, because he's in the third one as well. It's sort of hard to tell whether he's playing the same character in the second and the third one. Because in the third one, he's just called Angel Eyes. Yeah. But he is a colonel in the the army of, of the... Oh, I can't remember which army he's in. He's, he's either in the... Heck he's, it's not the Confederate army. Shan, yep. Which army is Lee Van Cleef in The Good, Bad & Ugly? Is the Confederate army or... <clears throat>
0: There, no, <laughs> uh, I think it's pride. I can't really remember. It probably would be the Confederate because sovereign states and it takes place from Mexico and stuff, so they'd have more access. I can, I can Wikipedia uh, or whatever. Like.
1: Do you think? Because right, you, you know, a you know, GM of Lante plays. You know, he's a bad in the first one, mm-hmm. and this, and obviously the spoilers, he dies down <laughs> to the, the first one. Clint fucking takes him down, and then. And the second one, then, he's obviously not playing the same character because it's impossible. Yeah, he's dead. But I'm wondering, yeah. in the second one and the third one, is Lee Van Cleef playing the same character?
0: I don't know. I never read that much. I always just assumed that it was. I see. see that's is
1: Clint playing the same character? Though, well, he's, he's, that's why they call it, the Mammonian trilogy. Ah, yeah. Because it's, it's, it's essentially just like... the, the three of them are kind of just fables, really. Yeah. Because the first one is called Joe. And that's only because some boy calls him Joe. You know, he never says that's his name. And the second one he's called uh, Manco. And that's the name he uses <clears throat> because he's a bounty hunter. And that's the name he's using to fucking cash his checks really. That's it. Mm. And then the third one the boy just calls him Blondie. Yeah. Fucking Eli Walligan. Eli
0: Walligan.
1: I wonder is it is he the same character. But uh, no. Just saying because it's.
0: Right well it's nah. Nah but the same as it nah. Because it says here, I know,
1: because he's Angel Eyes, and then he's Captain, he's more, but he, he's
0: a Colonel, Angel Eyes, and Good, the Bad, and Ugly, and then, and for a few dollars more, he's Colonel Douglas Mortimer.
1: Hi, Mortimer, but but we had some saying though. He says he was a Colonel. That's before Aye, the it war, could be like a we did, did he go back into the war then, when when it kicked off again, the Civil War? That's yeah. what I wondered. Do you know what I mean?
0: It could be. I mean, like if you read, why would you be calling him a Colonel
1: Angel Eyes? <laughs> no, it's it's a nickname it's given to him by. Uh, Eli Wallach because he calls Clint Eastwood Blondie and he calls mm-hmm. him Angel Eyes on it Clint Eastwood never says his name like yeah, yeah. It's the only, the only scene that you can kind of figure out maybe did he know him or not is uh, because uh, Tuco and Clint Eastwood get fucking busted and get taken into a concentration camp where Mortimer or Angel Eyes or whatever runs and it's it's so subtle it's hard to tell whether they know each other from before or not yeah. but I mean he brings Cunt Eastwood and, this, and I think he just knows because he knows all of them or something it's hard to know whether you know they know him but he talks to him like f- f- familiarly mm. <laughs> familiarly, <laughs> familiarly. Oh, that's what word I say <laughs> I know. familiarly it's,
3: it's some difficult pronunciations in the podcast so oh, far
1: viscosity familiarly. I oh, fuck I can't even say that there you go he, he talks to him with familiarity. Familiarity? Yeah, way. But, uh. No, I was just saying, well, that's a, that's, for, that's a topic for another thing, like, but, um. Topic for another day. But, then, you know, the first one's magic. The first one's the tightest. It, it it doesn't waste much time at all, really, and it's still just as good. And it's more violent, and it's more, you know, when they're shooting all the family, when they're coming out of that burning house and all. Yeah. I think it's a bit more violent and a bit more dark. Well, i have rewatched
0: the first two the first two, two are fucking so amazing like fucking long we should stick it on I the phone club we definitely should I like, good the bad now in general we got a fucking crowd Like, aye. but then a big class
3: they show like we should show the other two, yeah,
1: aye. The, sec- the second one's badass do you, you ever know, do you ever three, think we it? could do a trilogy day or something like an all day kind of thing <laughs> nah well when, when we get this public domain thing you know out there we can do all day trilogies the fucking cows come home on a Sunday what was I saying though? No, I because
0: the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because considering one of the best films ever, it does really overshadow the arty. and That's mm. kind of funny because the
1: Orty are sweet as well. The Orty are. That's what was exactly why I was saying it because I just flicked it on as well it's a really hard film to turn over because it's that mm. uh, it's music's that good uh, the editing's that good. It's so original, the sound of the guns and all so specific to those films, and it's just a seriously only like he's, he's, he's fucking lethal genius. But, but um, as you were saying, like you, you feel
3: like the first ones the tightest, and then like the second, third kind of got a bit bigger and more.
1: Well, they they thingy. did, but no, no, it's not. It's not that they got they got more elaborate, right? But, well, do you, but do you think... They have longer sequences. I think it's because he liked long sequences, long musical sequences. But do
3: you think that's him getting more kind of creative freedom as they were getting aye. bigger? 100%, aye. And so, like, he he was keeping it the first one tight because it was the first one and they didn't have as much Pretty control. Much, probably.
1: It was his, I think it was his first English-speaking film. Yeah. Like, he's Italian. He's a Italian director and all. But it was his first English-speaking film. Like, But... That was Clint Eastwood's sort of role, as uh, his, his first big role before that. He was just doing Raw Hide, the TV series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's allergic, he's smoking, which a lot of people don't know. <laughs> he's like, because fam- famously in The Good, Bad and Ugly, he smokes cigars all the time. And he was just like, he was smoking a cigar and he was like, pfft, squinting. And then Sergio was like, I right, do that, do that. <laughs> the scene, sorry, I all, can't help it. Well, for the rest of the film, is don't know the rest of your career, because <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's a classic. One. Also, that, that, that just looks like you're kind of that looks like a real character, face, like
0: Allegedly, common sense as well it was a uh, common sense we're going to be taking well, 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 the consideration, but we're not going that. He's he's saying he's pro Trump and like Trump knows what he's doing. <laughs> I know. I think I think that the the whole angry old man character yeah, Clint Eastwood has just become that now, like you know what I mean? It's just become a
1: better bastard. He doesn't much shit they change. Actually, not he wants to change back. The old conservative fucker. He's pro guns and all. Oh, too, wow. like. I didn't realize
0: that. I was kind of disappointed because Clint Eastwood's a fucking badass and I love him. Like, but then, yeah, well, you always but like you know, but you always separate yeah. the, the politics and the man's work. Like, but it's so, just sometimes
1: you do sort of think like, obviously, I mean, Dirty Harry, it's it's too ridiculous about yeah. walking near me a big fucking dirty three fifty seven Magnum. <laughs> The fucking, you know, the force of that gun could fucking like sling you on your back, like it's a fucking serious. Piece killing of fuck. Like killing all Even the recoil
0: could fucking do your arm on, like unless you fucking I, make your <clears> life.
1: like <throat> a. Your mental, like, and and then, as we remember, we had this conversation before with American Sniper and all about uh, you know, Bronco Billy and all, like, and those, yeah. uh, those are cynical American films. Yeah. But. It's sort of it's hard to believe. You wouldn't know. You got to watch out them. Just highland. Uh, Do you really believe all that fucking shit you're saying on a it's fucking? Strange trumpet? as well because <laughs>
0: you would always think of films like Dirty Harry or even films like well maybe not Death Wish. A lot of people say, oh no, but they're not pro-violence because they're showing you the bad side of it and stuff get like there, but then you think to yourself, like, Clint shouldn't because as his ideals and stuff like that, the, the, does he really believe in does that this he really believe I, Does he really believe, Dirty Harry, be- everybody I, should have
1: a peace? Everybody
0: should go about and just, you know, give out their own fucking justice and stuff like that, which is a dangerous fucking concept, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm. I don't know, but like Heron says, I don't think you would know unless you got to chat yeah. that man, like, but he, he called us, we apparently are the pussy generation.
1: He did, I. Which is nice. Nice, nice. S- I
0: ever
3: go along with
1: that. <laughs> mm. <sighs> Fuck them. Fuck them class homes. just. Uh, Alright, Not well, I mean, if you haven't seen any of the Spaghetti Westerners, I say watch them all, obviously, but uh, I think if you have seen them, more than likely, if you've only seen one of them, more than likely, it's The Good, The Bad, and Ugly, which is yeah. the big one. Yeah. The other two, the first two, are brilliant. They're really, really well-made films, And the like. first
3: two are Fistful Dollars and... Fistful of a Dollars are dollar the first
1: few dollars more. Ah, okay. And then... And then there's
3: Fistful of Dynamite, but that's the start of the other trilogy. It's the next trilogy, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: And once mm-hmm. you've finished that original trilogy, get on with the second one then, and watch Once Upon a Time in the West, which... I, I don't know, I think Once Upon a Time in the West might be better than Good, Bad, and that's I think it's tight. I think it is. Uh, I, think it's it's, it's I prefer... Serious. I think
1: it's more visual. It's more... Yeah. Just, there's a lot more... There's a stronger storyline It's just too. clear. Because, I mean, like Those The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly Aye. is very
0: standard fucking But story they, they are
1: rough as bags. That's sort Aye. of the point of the style of them. Like.
0: But I actually think that Once Upon a Time in the West, even narratively, is quite refined. It's It sort of stands out amongst the spaghetti westerns because not only is it quite a good storyline... Once Upon a Time in the West? And uh, Once Upon a Time in the West, eh? not only is it a good storyline, but there's so many different desperate characters to you. Usually in a western, I'll just focus on the good and the bad. And, you the, know what I mean? and the ugly. <laughs> and the ugly. But... That's got like you know, there's a strong female voice and stuff like that. You know the way like uh, in westerns, women work, because it's what he called Claudia Cardinal, Claire or Claire 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 Cardinale, or Claudia Cardinale or whatever yeah, yeah. it was. Uh, you know, like because women, especially like the old John Wayne, John Ford westerns, women are kind of really good at they being just the fucking chatty bear who are there for the man. They kind of nurse him when he gets you know beat down or something like that. There and I don't know that kind of two D, but it's nice mm. in that film. She's a mm. person. <laughs> you know it's
1: mean? class. But uh aye, no, get a look at it. Uh, if you haven't seen it already, if it's full of dollars.
3: Cool, cool, cool.
1: This week I watched Paper
3: Planes. Still mean to watch it. I did it just come on Netflix or is it uh, on Netflix? Week? Week?
0: Should we I mean, we found it at the same time when we were Netflix happen? Netflix happen
3: It's it's a it's a fun pastime. You don't actually watch anything, you just spend an hour looking through Netflix. Okay, I am unemployed and I do it <laughs> 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 Looking for them hidden gems. <laughs> Isn't
0: Although it? I did find yesterday that the uh, Cocaine Cowboys, Cocaine Cowboys, is on Netflix, and I've always meant to watch is it. Is that to be good? It's a documentary just about the kind of drug trade in the seventies and eighties. Apparently, it's supposed to be like it's like an epic documentary because it's like fucking two hours, forty minutes long or something. I've always meant to watch it, but but I yeah, come up with
3: for a documentary like. But now, my Uh <laughs> nah, I am uh, thinking about giving that a go. But anyway, can I I'll talk with your phone? I know it's like go cool from Cocaine Cowboys, to paper planes, <laughs> the <most> fucking opposite films. <laughs> Oh, Paper. Actually, actually, I should have looked this up. Um, go and look up for me when it came out. Because I think it's pretty recent. I think it says that like last year, so my phone As about the am a 3%. Fuck, can I get this information? Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. No. Anyway, um, continue on, not funny. I'm nearly sure it's like 2014 or so. But yeah, it's an Australian film about. Is it? <laughs> no, don't be watching that, <laughs> It's an Australian film about this kid who. I uh, get, for fuck's sake, I typed Paper Planes in the Wikipedia
0: and got the Wikipedia page of actual Paper Planes. <laughs> Fuck's sake. IMDB man, I am D B. Nah, I'm on it. Here we are, Paper Planes film. Uh Actually it was released twenty fifteen, so it was last year. There you go. But yeah, it's It's a three D family drama. What the fuck? I've completely must read this film. <laughs> I thought it was like a small American only. <laughs> no. It's
3: Australian. Australia, mate. It was three D as well, that that makes sense. Obviously I didn't watch it three D. Oh fuck, I'm down to two per cent. But uh yeah, it's an Australian film and it's about this young kid in school. Are you literally reading the plot? No, no, no. I'm I'm looking <laughs> up the kid's name because he's really good on it. It's about this young kid in school, and a guy comes one day, and they they bring the whole school into the hall, and he's all like, "Oh, we're going to make paper planes," and he, like it's just like as supposed to be like an activity for that even that day or whatever, but. He says, "Oh, if anybody can throw over twenty five meters, that's what you need to qualify to get into the paper planes national championship or something like that." Okay. <laughs> and they're, they're like, they're not trying to get people to go on it. He just says it as because he's he's a paper plane aficionado, apparently. But the the main kid, and I'm trying to get his name here. Uh, he he throws he throws his paper plane and they're in they're in like the school hall so it's they don't have twenty five meters to go but then like a teacher walks in through a door and then the paper plane goes out the door and then through the hallway and all and outside and it's. It's amazing how much emotion you can build in they just a paper plane flying.
0: <laughs> did you cry my big dog a flower?
3: I didn't I didn't cry at that but, but <laughs> <laughs> No but like cuz like honest like honestly like I knew what the film was about like he goes to like the paper plane championship and all is here but
0: Is that, is that a thing did you research this? Is I don't know but
3: it, the the main the like the world championship set set in Japan, so that's that seems legit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. seems like it would. Just, the they're then, just yeah. crazy enough to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <In> fairness <laughs> as well. There's there's festivals for way less. Like <laughs> I mean, Ed Oxenbold is the main kid. He plays Dylan, but uh, he's he's really good. At it. I'm, I'm I was kind of blown away by him a little bit because he's just really natural, and I don't know we like kid actors. It's like they can either be really natural, just because they're being a kid, or they and can they be really
0: the sort of situation, or I, yeah. or
3: they can be really kind of stage showy, mm-hmm. like and be acting kind of. I've,
0: I've always said as well that I think when we talked about this before in a podcast that with child actors, I think for a lot of directors, as long as they can get a passable performance, I think a lot of directors are happy with that because it's so tough to get. A really good performance out of a child, you know, they're not just because of their age, but because they're just not as experienced, really. Yeah. But I think it's all the more impressive. I think it always sticks out if you see a really good child performance, because mm. it's like, fuck, that's that's a win, like,
3: you know what I mean? And they're way more talented than what I am. Well, <laughs> it, like it, the whole film kind of rests on his shoulders because, like storyline wise, it's it's not it's not doing anything spectacular. You know, it's it's based around this paper playing competition, but you know, it's he gets through the. The next round, and the next round, and then the World Championships. You know, like, it's pretty standard stuff, and you kind of can see where it's going. But the the best thing about it for me was the the relationship with his dad. His dad's played by Sam Worthington, and his dad's just he's clearly just depressed. And remember they'd... him? <laughs> remember him? <laughs> but uh, I I I really like Sam Worthington in this film. It's like last it's couple year. of years.
0: No, just last year. It was oh, it last was January, last year. <laughs>
3: It's just it's a small Australian fellow Right. Uh, but uh shared in australia,
1: it? Australia <laughs> <But> <laughs> it's no working out in Australia is <laughs> is that <laughs> just play
3: he's 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 depressed and like he, when you first see him, he's just sleeping on on the sofa watching like <laughs> old sports <laughs> video tips. Like maybe they just follow him, Sam Worthington because <laughs> <they should> <laughs> I actually like Sam I, 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 put, I, I really like him in this because I, I I was never wild for him, Although I I like that film Man on the Legend, I really like that one. But
1: does uh,
0: anybody else not think that Sam Worthington is a kind of like an anomaly? In Hollywood, because he had because he wasn't really an actor, he just he, got, he like, got
1: lucky on a few things. I actually thought he was the best thing in *Terminator Salvation*. Aye. Well, I, don't, I see, but I don't understand why Christian Bale gets so much hit as Joe. I think he's the best jump gunner. He is. You know what I mean? He's he supposed to die in the film, though. but um, I think contractually, he says I'm I'm not uh, doing it unless I'm. 'Cause it was gonna be a trilogy.
0: I honestly uh-huh. I obviously there was a lot of hip because Arnie's not on it, but Jesus Christ let go because he can't be the terminator forever. Hence why he fucking Raise the Machines was so fucking shit. But uh am sorry, Genesis, not raise the machines. Well that was, shy, <laughs> uh, that was shite. That, that, that was shit as well, but I will raise the machines and Genesis. But like that, that's fucking salvation, it's race, solar fall. Man, I know, I like I something. But it's a good film, like, uh, Well, you know,
3: directed by my fave, McG, know, McG. You know what yeah, I mean? That type <laughs> fucking pulled that one of LaBeija because he has horrific. <laughs> that's like that's like. His Anton Yelchin as well as.
1: I uh, Kyle Reese. R.E.P. Anton. Is he as fucking? Uh, uh, he's Cal uh, he, Reese. Do I hate when they keep using the fucking comedy face? You want to love it no, all? It's just like just, just Pack it on. I know. <laughs> I See know, fucking <laughs> Amelia planning.
3: Clark's delivery of that line in Genesis. So it was.
1: I hop in a van.
3: Awful! Oh. It was terrible. It was like, she just. So wooden and blank expression on her face, saying "Come with me if you want to." Do that. There was just no, there was no f- like when they say it, line, it should be all, "Oh fuck, they're saying it," but it's just like you, this, don't, you don't even want to drive us this bus. Like this goes back to
0: the the old idea that most Game of Thrones fans like they kind of brush over that Amelia Clark actually isn't that good an actress because <laughs> even as Daenerys, she's she's just passable.
3: Apparently, she was good in that romantic one she did recently. The me before you, Me before you, I, don't know. I can't come though. But I mean I I I think she's a very limited actress. I mean she she seems fondy hang out with them. She she's fondy. die. She... To... <laughs> <laughs> oh my. blue <laughs> Anyway, Sam Worthington's depressed, right? <laughs>
1: sidestep that landmine
0: that was a crab one there yeah. sideway there really? you,
1: speaking of landmines did you ever tell you that joke? Yeah. what? Uh, well it, it's there's nothing to do with landmine but it uh, the, it, uh, it's, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a couple who are fucking away on their honeymoon right? they were uh, fucking on their honeymoon or uh, they are away they were on their, their honeymoon. honeymoon? they are away on their honeymoon I just say okay. fucking all the time but uh <laughs> And they were walking on the beach and you know, all, went out for a dinner on the beach and you know, all, and then uh, we got cold and all. So uh, they, when they come back into the house and all, the wife realizes that her wedding ring's gone, and she's like, yeah, oh, f- oh, no, I was like, I, I was really handmade and all, and it was, took ages and all this kind of thing and all. And the husband's all was I'm just getting the whole made, it's right. right, don't worry about it. And she's like, oh, No, fucking no, all, whatever. So anyway, I, they obviously stay married, they get the fucking wedding ring and all that kind of thing, and 10 years later they go back for their anniversary and all. And, so they're down along the beach and all, same place, and uh, she starts to see a wee thing glistening in the sand, like a wee, and she sort of looks at the husband, she's like, fuck, that's like, that's sort of where I thought I meant a lot, closer and, closer and closer and closer and all, and she starts to get really excited and all, and then uh, she's about, you know, about a meter away from it, and uh landmine well, blows her two legs off. <laughs> <laughs> So, it was the way to
3: land I just went three off a said. <laughs> now that we're telling jokes... Um, oh, Here we go. <laughs> now, Looks like you've got me. Chris, who has been on this podcast before, and he was, he was, back, <laughs> he was back a few weeks ago there. <laughs> he told this cracking joke in, at the phone call. The prison Aye,
1: it's uh, Fucking uh, Belter. It's <laughs> 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 a Belter. Why not you tell it, Aaron? He's <laughs> all... Uh, this boy fucking gets busted, he's only president and all and he's just, he was just it was just like a petty crime it wasn't whatever. but everybody gets sent down to this fucking really hard prison and he's just oh for fuck's sake so he gets into the cell this big fucking meathead boy and the boy's just all fucking he's oh right do you want to be mommy or daddy he's all oh, for fuck's sake so he says no I'd rather <sighs> he's all I, I, I don't know I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather give it than take it all right, fuck it. we are give it all and I'll be uh, so I'll be daddy sure and you be mommy's all right then. Get down your knees and suck mommy's cock. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Powerful stuff. Uh, How this all came up when I'm talking about like a sweet charming Australian <laughs> film about paper planes. <laughs> Fuck's sake. Sorry. CD man,
0: just <laughs> you're associating yourself with lunatics. Like <laughs> I've always said, that so you have to surround
1: yourself with lunatics. <laughs> right. You've only a wee spark at this You got
3: to like, keep on it. In. <laughs> go ahead, I'm a paper Plains. No, the the thing that kind of that I really enjoyed about the whole film is just the father-son relationship. And Sam Worthington's depressed, and he like he 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 doesn't want to go to work and stuff, and he just he's sleeping all day and just watching old sports videos and stuff. And trying the, to get acting jobs, <laughs> but the kids just try and desperately de- connect with him and he's he's doing he's like he's bringing up the paper planes thing and he's all like oh I'm, like I have a chance to be in like the national final and all and it's like and there's a few sparks of Sam Martin's like right here I'm I'm, go- I'm gonna help you and he shows him like an old an old video of of something he's all like, that's that's what you need to do and he tells him to like study everything of flies and all his hair can't cry. And there's a few sparks of that he's he's trying but it, he always gets just pulled back down into his depression. And there's just there's one just really nice moment where uh his son's leaving him a, a message on, on the answer machine, but Sam Martin's there listening to it, he just doesn't want to answer the phone. And the way the kid delivered the line, it was it was just so natural and just so just just a way a person would generally say it. It wasn't overly sentimental or anything, but he mm. just said to him like, "I'm I'll, I'm sticking with you," and just from the way their whole relationship's going and just what's that, what you know, Sam Burton's going through, and when he hears that and he kind of it kind of breaks his heart a bit that the kid's thinking like God. that and stuff and it's just, it was a really nice moment. Are you crying, Sean? Oh, <laughs> Sean to... just started fanning himself. It like, oh, it's <laughs> really warm. But Liz, you're describing
0: this very beautifully.
3: <laughs> no, it was, it was a really nice moment and, like, ultimately, like, the, end of the ending of the film, it's it's pretty standard, you know, you can see where it's going to go but, the, what, the thing I, I didn't 100% like about the film is, it presents these ideas about competition and competing, like, there's there's the dickhead kid that all he wants to do is win and if he doesn't win. By then any means possible Hey, usually uh I, I, like Len- the Nelson Munts. <laughs> <I, laughs> he like he he just sees it. if he doesn't win then he's a he's a loser and there's no mm. point in competing and all here so year kind of right like just standard stuff. Like, do
0: they do that standard trip as well and he's got like a really overly competitive dad as a coach or something.
3: No, is is dad's actually really nice in it? Is, <laughs> all right, that's no, nice. no, no, that one. I know because they kind of turn because is dad's like a super successful like pro golfer. Like uh. any they go to the competitions, everybody wants to take photos with him and all. And then the kids all like like this is my moment. This is when I become a champion. And all and then he's like, you know, it's really just about having fun with it and all. And he's all shut up, dad. What, what would you know? <laughs> 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 months and months, Yeah,
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Crack, cracking out of. <laughs> do <don't, don't laughs> that one your top five. That was that, aye, wasn't that impressive. was impressive. That uh, was underwhelming. I, I, I didn't give me uh, my full commitment. Anyway. What was I saying? I so hey they they, these, they present these ideas of competing, on and they have the dickhead kid that all he wants to do is win, and then there's this Japanese girl that's in the finals with him, and she she doesn't care about one and she just wants to make something beautiful. Like she's all doing like all origami, origami stuff and stuff with it as well. Cause there's, there's a lot of paper folding in this film, but it's, it's kind of cool just to see all the different stuff that they do with it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, right, so they're presenting these ideas of, it's not about one and you know, it's about taking part and just having fun with it and just, uh, making something beautiful, I suppose. But, where the film ends up, like it kind of just disregards it. it. It doesn't have the strength behind those ideas. They actually kind of fall through in it. Yeah. So I've, I, that kind of fell down for me a bit, but and the actual final bit is it's so cheesy and corny. I loved it, <laughs> 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 but it it is actually all like Jesus Christ, this is actually happening. Like, I bet much, but you need packing a bit, like packing a bit, but the the. The strength for it for me is the Sam Martin and the kid that I can't remember Ed what is that Ed Oxenbold. They like, they have a ring. strong name. It's a really good relationship that they build up and I I think the kid's amazing. He's he's just so natural and he like all he wants is just his dad, he see him. He just he just wants him to pay attention to him and I want that that's why he, that's why he's doing all <laughs> all this like you know what I mean? And it's it's just it's it's class. Lovely. Also, his granda is hilarious. <laughs> like, I can picture his granda being an Alan Alda sort. Am I right there or am I completely wrong? Oh, more, more, more of a Stan Lee sort. A Stan Lee sort? An Australian Stan Lee, I would say. I like <laughs> no, because when you first meet his granda, like, his granda lives in like an old folks' home, but you, you find out in the first meeting of his granda that he's basically like an, a gigolo for this old, old people's home. I like him already. <laughs> it's because... You just see him with this old woman, and the kids are like, "Oh, who's that woman?" He's like, oh, "I was just helping her out." He's on, <laughs> and, and then they have this whole conversation, and then the granddaughter's all, "Oh, this is me now," and knocks on a door, and this other old woman comes out, and the kids are, like, you gonna help her as well?" He's all, "Nobody." <laughs> 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 it's, but the granddad's just—he's just hilarious at it as well. It's pretty—he's a lot of fun. <laughs> Lovely stuff. But yeah, it's, it's cool. It's on Netflix. Check it out. It's only one hour 36 minutes with credits. That's what we like to hear. It's so <laughs> one hour 30. But, Fuck uh, off. <laughs> this week I watched
0: Central Intelligence. Uh, what do you reckon? I, I, do you know what? I don't really like Kevin Hart that much, but mm. I fucking... I, it's a, Do you know what? I, I think Kevin Hart's
1: good. He just he just keeps packing shit films. Ah,
0: uh, Because I've seen him... I remember you were chatting about him in five-year engagement. and He's a wee small part in that there, uh, but it's nice. Yeah. You know what? I think that my main like about the following I was saying to you last night Mickey is that Kevin Hart's not doing Kevin Hart for once he's the straight man you uh, know what I mean he's playing the straight man and The Rock is doing the sort of dutsy over the top Kevin Hart sort of thing which The Rock can do really well too because he doesn't have Pain and Gain too I love him in really, Pain and Gain he's the best thing about Pain and Gain yeah. the, mm. the Rock is just for Kevin Hart's good he kind of won me over because I don't really like a lot of the stuff actually I don't like any of the stuff that he does and then I love The Rock and everything because he's just Charisma fucking personified, yeah. he can do everything. Like, I love as well. I was on his Wikipedia page the other day, and you know, the way we always call him like Franchise Viagra, that's it's on his Wikipedia page. That, <laughs> that's one of his fucking nicknames, it's Franchise a, Viagra. Official thing. But uh, no, it's good. Uh, basically, all it is is Kevin Hart was like the coolest guy in high school and stuff. I like get, but then after high school, he just kind of got stuck in a rut got a job as an accountant, married his high school sweetheart, and never really kind of achieved anything he wanted to achieve because at high school, I think he was like a a star basketball player, or something like that. I, I think it's basketball, it's some sport. Anyways, a star at. Aren't but not you a little
3: short to be a basketball player?
0: <laughs>
3: but then. Star Wars paraphrasing.
0: At at university, at university, at high school, The Rock was like really overweight and like really sort of camp, and to really like shit music, and he was bullied and stuff. And the very start of the films, him being thrown out during like the the levers do. For the high school. Naked by all these fucking jock bullies. And Kevin Hart kind of helps him out. By giving him his jacket. To cover up. And it turns out then. That obviously The Rock. Lost all of it. Became this. Adonis. C- this Adamus, <laughs> Uh Became a CIA, CIA agent. Uh, called Frank Stone. I love as well that uh, Kevin Hart's wife calls him out and he's like, that doesn't even sound like a real name. Like, uh, <laughs> that's, uh, that's like a CIA name, definitely. <laughs> Frank Stone. but so uh, not his real name? It's not his real name. No, he changes his name because his real name's like someone like Eric Weirdick or something like that. There. Oh yeah, so, yeah it's Weirdick. I um, mean, hearing that air is like... Really? That's it's yeah, like, cool. it's follow-on. <laughs> like, there's some stuff like that that I don't like. Like the sort of stupid, like the Weirdick humour. They don't really play it up that much. And then even at the start, they have the rock dancing on like a fat suit and it's
3: like... Oh just, no, like, actually... I, I've seen The Rock talking about that. It's not a fat suit. That's his face superimposed on an actual guy. Don't
0: well, that's even worse <laughs> I mean, because it's like really are we just laughing because he's fat? Is that not kind of fucking loosey like Yeah, because
1: he did it in what do you call it when we ran just, Reynolds. Reynolds. just friends? Just uh, friends. Yeah. I, and I don't, I don't like that either. It's, really,
0: it's just kind of uncomfortable. It's like all right, we're just literally laughing because he's fat. Like that's, there's no real humor there. Like you know what I mean? Uh, that's like child's humor. You know, you might laugh at it when you're fucking six, but uh, I don't like that. But then I mean, like that's a lot brushed over. After the first scene, and it's just nice, they've got a really good chemistry. You know, Kevin Hurt's a really successful comedian, and you can tell they're having a bit of crack with and you can tell that they're ad libbing a lot of it because at the end there's like a a bloopers rule, and some of them are absolute fucking blinders. Because Kevin Hurt's saying, uh, you know you came back into my life as Frank Stone who the fuck calls himself Frank Stone who makes up a name for himself it's just a fucking stupid name like the boss or the fucking rock or something <laughs> 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 but anyway just, and then they'd fucking start pushing I would start like pushing my legs, right? <laughs> but uh, just even going this story what, what it is anyway is that uh, Kevin Hart is this accountant and obviously the rockers went off and become this sort of like black ops fucking CA agent and out of nowhere he comes back into Kevin Hart's life and it kind of turns out during the film that The Rock has been obsessed with Kevin Hart for years, and he sees him as the coolest guy ever, even though he's just this mundane accountant now, because mm. he's still kind of trapped in high school, because he's still got all these like repressed memories about being bullied and stuff. And that is one of the strongest things about The phone. Like The Rock has this sort of line that he keeps repeating any time that he just kind of hulks out and starts battering boys and goes all Jason Bourne, like fucking uh, uh. Kevin Hart says. He's all, uh, there's one thing he can't stand, it's bullies. And I think
3: nobody likes a fucking bully. Well, he, he was actually bullied, wasn't he, The Rock? when he was a kid like he he Possibly. was overweight and stuff I think I don't know I'm not quite sure I know. He'd, I, I knew he did have wood
0: problems when he was younger but it, I don't know it's just a nice thing I, I, I think that nobody likes bullies I don't think it's addressed that much in films but he kinda he's like a defender of the, the, the
3: little person that's it. cool mm-hmm. that's actually it. I think they say that exact line in Paper Planes as well nobody likes bullies or something because mm. there's there's a, there's a couple of instances with bullies in that as well. There's a crack I like
1: most Clint Eastwood films that are as bullies. Mm. Man, actually one uh, of like my... n- nearly uh, all of them too, <laughs> no. but quite a few. of them.
0: One of my favorite that lanes of ever in any like film, TV show, whatever, is from one of the last episodes of Deadwood, and it's Timothy Oliphant. He plays the main character in Deadwood, Seth Bullock. And this boy's kind of rode into the would and took over. And he's just basically, he's really rich. So he's strong-arm and everybody and beating them down and basically bullying the whole town. And it's, I think it's just offense delivery. But he's literally like, he's, he's that angry. He's like, the words are just about fitting through his fucking teeth. Because he's just grinding his teeth with this boy. But he's like, I never met a bully and couldn't shut his fucking mouth. And he's just standing over this boy about the wheel on him. Like, because it's like he's finally been caught. And it's always the fucking thing that, it doesn't matter how big a boy, you're always going to meet somebody bigger. You know what I mean? They're always mm-hmm. running, they'll always be caught out. like. But anyway... That's going to be whole thing about bullies. Uh, Fuck bullies. Fun. Fuck
1: bullies. Is it kind of like Russia?
0: Not, not as over the top. I thought it was going to be more over the top because the CAA and stuff like that, but it's it's well grounded. I think that's why I liked it too, that it wasn't too mad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Guys, um, I always forget her name. Amy Ryans, I think, from uh, Gone Baby Gone, who she got Oscar nominated for. She's like a C.A. agent chasing her. And the whole thing in the narrative is that you don't know if the rock is mental. Because he does seem like really off the cuff. And it's like, you know, has he went mental from, you know, being the CAA for years? And because he was bullied, has he turned and become the Black Badger? Which is this sort of uh, narrative plot point. Or is it the CAA who are the Black Badger who stole these files? Or is it The Rock's former partner who's played by Aaron Paul? But it's basically just a camo who's the Black Badger. And then you don't find out until the end. And when you find out at the end, it's pretty predictable. Like, you know who the Black Badger's going to be. It's, it's more Kevin just, Hart, don't it? No, no. no <laughs> <I'm always laughs> but uh, it's pretty predictable who the Black Badger is. But it's just fun kind of getting there. And I think the whole the whole film just kind of relies on their chemistry and That's charisma. True, yeah. And it's really fucking good. Look, like, there's actually an unbelievable, but one of the few times I was fucking laughing out loud. But The Rock is getting tortured by the C A And uh, Amy Ryan is like fucking battering his hand on with a hammer. But you don't actually see it. He's just sitting there all, and screaming and stuff like that. But then Kevin Hart breaks him out. And they're fucking bathroom boys and stuff like that. They're about to break out of the CAA warehouse. And then Kevin Urshel, yes, put it up there. And he puts it up on high five. in the rock's all, yes. He puts his hand and his fingers off the fucking place. <laughs> 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 he's all with there, two seconds. He just cracks them all back. And he's all, forget about that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what? I enjoyed it way more. I'm what I have thought. And nice, easy chemistry. And there's like a good sort of anti thing in there. It's not like laugh out loud all the time. But hey, eh, it's definitely... it's enjoyable fun very watchable enough jokes to get you through enough jokes to get you through and even not even at that it's not even just like all the jokes are passable you know you kind of get a snicker some of them are are pretty laugh out
3: loudly you know what i mean like it's it's good well does it it. does it make you more excited for the jumanji rebut what both of them are in Uh, shut up yeah yeah rock and kevin hartson the jumanji
0: also uh i just wanted to mention this too directed central intelligence by one of the Strongest names I've heard in a while Rawson Marshall Thurber. Oh. What a name. Also directed uh, Dodgeball and We're the Mullers. Oh, that guy. Uh, and I like We're the Mullers. Like We're Dodgeball. the Mullers, funny. Yeah. Yeah. So he's, he's 3 3 now. Is that the only three he's doing? Nah, no, he's done a lot of shit. <laughs> <laughs> that
3: whole strip
1: fucking scene, the weird modes—you're just like, what the fuck is the point of this? It's pure, shit? just go to That's it's like Jason
3: Zegas even just stares at the camera and he's all, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> <laughs> like they compl- they they completely call it out, like Aye, uh,
1: they just chuck
0: that uh, on because it's Jennifer Aniston and they think that's what
3: people
1: want to see. Flashdance, sparks, fucking thing on it, the and then okay. she kicks the guys in the balls. Uh, Something like that. So he's
3: going to be just scratch. scratching herself. In the virgin What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we shall move on to a topics. <laughs> you really could a voice acting, are I do um, just, just call me Michael Winslow, man. <laughs> Don't know what else <laughs> You're Spoiling
1: though You're on too deep I know That's when you pour water On the sink just
0: i Have a faithful of.
3: That's
1: pretty good too
0: Man I've had some talents Michael yeah. Breslin
1: Maybe I can do that too Alright <laughs>
3: It's a bightful I can't do it. Uh, a friend of mine taught me how to do it during an RE R class once. <laughs> RE is religious education. It's learn the most,
1: surprisingly. Not <laughs> with RE, but because uh, you're not listening. But uh, it's where you it's learn how to become a man. One of <laughs> the funniest things. How <laughs>
2: well, well, many
1: times have you used that in your adult life? <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah. RE or the Odile or the, <laughs> so Water Drop? <laughs> <laughs> No, but one of those bodies. <laughs> you want to
0: get involved in this play? We see so it <laughs> oh, That's class. That's,
1: that eye, I can't teach the new. I you can't get away <laughs> <laughs> with well, if you can, you're on your way, and you're like, oh, fuck, I just give <laughs> <laughs> up. Kind of got in a mind. fucking hiding there, like yeah. when you you're doing it, you're pickpocketing everyone of them. Norfolk, Try to start me, I'll beat you with brains. I've
0: always said that's why is my favorite fucking Ninja Turtle. You can beat you up also. I'm wearing your very fetching t shirt. Where'd you get this T shirt? Um probably pre mark. Yeah, for for the listener, I'm I'm wearing Michael's uh teenage mutant ninja turtles t shirt because it is like a fucking <laughs> It says
3: party hard. It does, and you do party hard, Michael. They don't say that in the turtles, do they say man. party on, do they? And they not? say like oh. no party on's like fucking wins World, isn't it? Party on <laughs> <laughs> What
0: what what did turtle say? The kaya bun, kaya just saying yeah, uh, fucking know. pizza and stuff. <laughs> just as <laughs> pizza, pizza. Stand
2: with <laughs> <laughs> the pizza. at that way I came pizza. Pizza.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> that
0: should definitely be a new one. Anytime you're going to slap somebody, pizza. <laughs> 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 just grabs on my best shirt and stuck a head on pizza. <laughs> <laughs> A fucking blinder! I'm, I'm going to start somewhere. Chad, you're shouting!
3: You're shouting! <laughs> Calm yourself! You're getting over excited about the Sorry, whole pizza bit. Just t like <laughs> It's kind of
1: like I want him, Bruce Point Blank, when he fucking grabs a, a TV and he's just all oh, popcorn, <laughs> <laughs> it over Dan Aykroyd's
0: head. <laughs> oh, pizza's classic <laughs> yeah. I'm dead. I'm trying. To, I'm going to try to start a fight up a time tonight. <laughs> 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 no, I'm not. But, uh... Aye. Aye, so topics? <laughs> Topic, anyway. Uh... <laughs> just popped into my head. at don't about Sam Worthington. And I says, his career is
3: like a sort of anomaly. Because he got like a... Would you, would you say it's not Worthington? Uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> it's pretty thin, rigs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but, like, he got a huge push. I mean, like, he had Terminator Salvation and Avatar and stuff. And it seemed like he was Huge. For about five minutes. And then it's just sort of disappeared. I mean like that's. He's kind of went back to the Australian. And Now like. He, he seems to be doing some projects. But. Compared- oh, he, has the, he has the Avatar sequels coming up. Yeah. Now. Which I'll probably put him back in the in the spotlight again. But. I don't know. I was just thinking about. Actors who. Maybe. Choose the wrong projects. And because of it. Their career suffers. Or maybe just don't work as much in general. Probably don't need right. Like a, a personal decision. Who you would likely see work more. Or you would likely see. Get like a sort of. Career resurrection. The- something
3: like that. But just to kind of go on the Sam Worthington thing first, I think the thing that happened with him is they were trying to push him to be this new action star. Yeah. And it's like, okay, here's your new action star. He's ready, made, handsome, muscly action star. I never bought and just, an I, action star. I, that's the thing. Just nobody really bought into that. But if you see him in, like, smaller stuff, like I was said, Man on a Ledge and Paper Plains, I thought he was really good. He, like, he's like a, a st- good actor. a
1: solar and one. It's him and... Dean Stanton what, what do you call him he was
3: Harry Dean Stanton who
0: just turned no, 90 no. a couple of weeks ago no, really no. is he mm. still
3: booting about now mm-hmm.
1: Jeffrey Dean Morgan that's who I'm thinking Geoffrey Dean i having a uh, call was he the comedian in aye that's in? Jeffrey Dean Morgan Jeffrey Dean Morgan they were like partners the, he's the guy in Walking Dead now what call yeah uh, I him. forget his name they yeah. were partners and who else was in it uh, what do you call him from This Is England he was Boo Face Nelson in Public Enemies ah fuck it was Stephen Graham Stephen Graham was in it and Chloe Moretz is in it it's like a, it's like a. That cast alone make me when I watch this it's film. A, it's a solemn <laughs> hmm. film. It, it's not like, you know, you know, it's not like Chinatown. It's like showing you up like fucking mad. uh Kind of crime that sort of you know affects all of us and all, but it, but it's just it's just a really cool film. It's sort of scary too. It's dark and Jessica Chastain's in it as well. Fuck, oh that is actually a really good cast. Um, cool. I'm trying to. The only I thing just... that
0: I've seen Sam Worthington pop up on recently was, this was recent or something te- special te- te- Texas Killing Fields. I literally, Kellenfiz. Kellenfiz. I literally just seen that yeah.
1: and you go, and that's really he's fucking really good in that way. Yeah, I might give that a watch. Texas yes. it's, sort oh, of, it, it's like it's almost like three episodes of True Detective. Mm. It's not, not quite. Which as series? Heavy, <laughs> <and as laughs> like, yeah, season one, season one, definitely. Right. But it's not. We're going not, season not one as on this heavy, one. <laughs> it's not quite as sort of, uh, you know, theatrical. Yeah, but it sort of has has that feeling about it. Like,
0: is it as existential?
1: Um, is there a Ross
0: calling it who's constantly questioning on life? No. Walk hand in hand on the eternal midnight, Jesus. There was some really over top in season one. <laughs> you just kind of borrowed through because somehow McConaughey pulled it off. It's, it's like
3: <laughs> after season two, you start reanalyzing uh, season one.
0: <laughs> no, but even like for going back, to like season one. People have done like a sort of reevaluation. They still say it's an amazing season. But Pazzalotto is the boy who obviously writes and created True Detective. He's definitely fucking guilty of the old purple prose, just like overwriting. You know mm. what I mean? And just have a, like. I think it was more blatant than series two when he had a fucking crime boss saying words like apoplectic, like that's a word that nobody would use, I and mean, even how it's presented, Vance Vaughn sitting, he's all, "I'm feeling pretty apoplectic today." <laughs> you know what I mean, like what it's so mean? bad, it means like see them, you know? what I mean, see them with anger. I would have thought
1: they wanted an apple, <laughs> but anyway, I'm
3: feeling pretty apoplectic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: five minutes that line, he's just staring at. It.
3: Or he freaks out when he sees an apple. Like, epileptic, <laughs> but only apples. Uh, what well, was I? But anyway, back
0: to <laughs> hey, that Sam, topic. Sam Wirtham. It hasn't Peter because, obviously, he's going to be huge again with the Avatar sequels. No, but he's, rights, but he's he's doing stuff. He's doing stuff, but I'm just saying an actor who you would like to see kind of, not in the limelight more, but just doing more projects. You know what I mean? Or maybe have a bit of a career resurrection. Because until recently, for me, it was Mr. Russell and Kurt. But, I mean, recently, obviously, with a hit for eight and Bone Tomahawk, it seems like his career, he's back in the public eye yeah, for the first time. like fucking Fast and, and the Furious.
3: the New Guardians of the Galaxy
0: though. well. He's, that's right, he's going to be Peter Quill's dad, isn't he? Yeah. Is he not playing, like, a, a moving planet?
3: Aye, he's, like, the personification of a planet or something. Aye, <laughs> it's that's weird weird. just a planet with Kurt Russell's back face, isn't it? <laughs> just well, no, I not. think he's an actual person, but they're going to have to explain why a planet is a person or something. <laughs> it but, seems,
1: man. But, mate... But, but they kind of, what do you call it, uh jesus hitchhiker's gate and stuff and that's yeah. sort of that's what I was good about the it was sort of really daft in parts like that yeah. thing. La, is so space
3: little. opera one might say
1: sp- no it's not <laughs> it's <laughs> no not. no because <laughs> i actually meant to
3: bring this up because when we first talked about it none of us actually really knew what space opera meant you took it as like an opera in space but space opera stems from soap opera so it's melodrama and stuff like that air just oh. in space Anyway, what other <laughs> actors would you like to see
0: back on top?
3: No, oh, going back to Kurt though. Mind, I I watched uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Go on, and he did the same wee moment that Peter Quill had in Guardians of the Galaxy. Obviously, he did it first, but <laughs> but uh, it's how oh, it's it, it. Well, Peter Quill's one is like oh, you might know me by another name, Star Lord. And like who? I was like Star Lord, man, legendary outlaw. But he, but Kurt Russell does the exact same thing. And uh Jack Burton. I and they're all like, who the hell's Jack Burton or whatever. But it's just funny that now they're going to be father and son, yeah, and they, nice. they 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 share know, that wee moment. Like,
1: probably man. deliberately inspired by China. And, so. and then aye. they went, who, who would you pick? And then somebody went, obviously oh, Kurt Russell <laughs> because he's inspired by. Hey,
3: you know. J- James Gunn has been planning this for. Years. Hands down, Jack Burton <laughs> is one of the greatest characters ever come out
0: of this. Jack film. Burton. When old Jack Burton knows it. In. <laughs> like Jack Burton St- one of my favourite scenes, I think I've mentioned this podcast before, but it deserves a second mention. Is see when they're kind of given the mystical powers at the end before they go on they fight the, the fucking, I can't even mind his name, but the bad fucker. The, the bad boy. The bad boy. Mine when they're in a the lift going up and fucking it just. <laughs> It just starts to hug ha- ha- Kurt Russell, but it's classic because it's almost like he's coming up. It's like he's winged or something. He's all, whew. he looks right that way. We say anyways he's he's all. How you
2: doing?
1: <laughs> 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 he's all himself. And he's all shaking
0: his head. <laughs> Smoking <laughs> brilliant. He's all. How you doing?
3: I'm feeling all right. It's all playing there. Is she at then? She's a say ball here? cap, I think. Oh, go and take a day, do you? It's
0: it. all right, so oh, actors, yeah. come. Give me give me some actors. Mickey Wait. Rourke. Mickey Rourke? Uh, did you call him Michael Rourke?
1: No, I said it weird. I was sort of half. I thought he said was...
0: Rourke. Mm, <laughs> Mickey
1: Rourke. Mickey Michael Rourke. Michael Rourke. <laughs> My... I don't know. I did something weird, don't I do But, uh... <laughs> No, because I, I, I thought after... I think it was because nobody would hire him for a long time, and then there's that whole story about Stallone and all. I told you that before, didn't I? What was nah. that? Well, he was out of work for ages, and then uh, it was one of these things where he says he, he, the odd time he would like to go to a restaurant that he used to go to when he was big, and he says he could pretty much just avoid a for like a bowl of spaghetti on it and this kind of stuff and all, and, and so on or whatever. And it, it, it was either in that restaurant or it was a phone call that he got from uh, Stallone saying uh, I'm making a remake of Kate Carter and uh, I want you to be in it. And he says, uh, do you fancy it? Not there, no, out there. And I says, like, oh, cool. And he says, right, sure, I'll get the people to get in touch with you. So oh, you buzz, you on know? and he's on oh, not right?" So people get in touch with him and all and he's all oh, right, so the reason that you're on this here is because Stallone said that uh, I wanted somebody that really looked like he could fucking beat the fuck out of me. And he's just, oh, I know, I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just funny sort of things. And then, I went on, and uh, they were like, great, okay, so they're offering you this amount of money for it. And he, he, he just says, no, that's like that's like an insulting amount of money. He says, not, not for just whatever, because, because of who I am. And he says, I know my out, but he says, that's like an insulting amount of money kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he says, no, I'm not going to do it. Just out of respect for myself, that kind of thing. And then uh, Stallone rang him back and said, uh, wait, 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 do you not want me to do Is it? It's because of the money. And he was all, aye. And so, uh, Sloan says, right, he says, we'll get the money sorted, I'll I'll, I'll get it, you know, we'll, we'll sort something out mm. and I'll get somebody to call you back. And so, about a few hours later, he got a phone call back and he says, right, now, you've got, you've got the money that you, that you want. Like, because yeah, he says, what price do you want? And he says, well, you've got that. 10 million. So he said, uh, will <laughs> see you on set and this kind of thing. And he landed up on set and all this kind of stuff and all and, uh, it was one of these things where uh, I think it was a producer or a first AD came over and he says, "Do you know what happened there?" And he's all what and he's all uh, Stallone paid the uh, difference out of his own pocket to get you on the film, which is fucking really. Fair like, fucks, they might. Like, yeah, because they could
0: have went for loads of other actors, especially actors who were probably yeah. fucking hot I think at that time. It, like,
1: it's really hard to insure him because of like things in the past and stuff like that. there and, all, and like was, boxing you know, and shit. Aye, and then the, the drug abuse. Like, <laughs> like I... Oh, no, he, was, he wasn't that big. Of, he was never that big at all. No, either. I suppose
0: it was alcohol. Really?
1: No, the the main thing was after uh, A Prayer for the Day-in, um, which was an MGM film by Bob Hoskins, where he played an IRA character. It's not a great film, but Mickey Rourke thought it was like one of his best films or oh, his best yeah. performances. I bet he's
0: fucking crazy about the show doing and a million pound there, like. you
1: know? <laughs> And uh, he, he thought it was one of his best films and this kind of thing, you know, and the studio didn't really like it, so he says, no, we're not really going to get back this. We don't like it. You know, it's, it's mm. they still put it out, but they didn't promote it the same way they promoted his other films. And apparently, he fucking lost the fucking head and went publicly and named names about this fucking producers and asshole and this whatever and on. He's getting sick of the Hollywood shit and he started of calling, he's like calling oh, Warren Beatty a pussy and all this kind of stuff and all. <laughs> and he's just saying he's I hate these fucking kinds of people and all and just really went on that one just <laughs> pretty much and just burnt away just, a out of bridges. Like, and then, I was
3: literally just, but they say he's just burning bridges.
1: Pretty much, that's what happened. And then like obviously he couldn't get a job for ages he made all these sort of small sort of films and stuff and he didn't really get any money out of it and then uh, he obviously that Get Carter thing happened and then later on then like Robert Rodriguez started casting him so Robert Rodriguez cast him in One Small Time in Mexico and then as Marv in Sun City
2: mm.
1: Tony Scott cast him he was a small part in Man on Fire and then he was a bigger part in Domino and all and like directors were starting to sort of go wait fucking he is good like so just whatever and it, it was just he was kind of blacklisted and all but I thought it was building up to, like, like The Wrestler like The yeah. Wrestler is an amazing fucking film I mm. love The Wrestler but I, the thing that's annoying me is that after it I thought that was him back and he's going to make like uh, sort of of a quality film again. film again and, and it just didn't happen uh, he
0: done Iron Man 2 and then just kind of faded out uh, might
1: have brought him back yeah, down a little bit you <laughs> know <laughs> what I thought about Mickey Rourke and I think it's a perfect example of, of someone
0: that we're looking for some we're about
1: he says he caught out all his good stuff in Iron Man 2 uh,
0: which, is fucking the only good stuff on the phone. Well, but it's yeah, it's a kind of strange yeah, one about Mickey yeah, Rourke bad. because I think with Mickey Rourke, and this sounds awful, they say, but because of like, the plastic surgery and how his face looks, you can only really cast him in certain sort of roles, you, mm. know, you know what I mean? Because he has, he's he's very strange-looking. And as well, he seems like a sort of... I always kind of pity him when I see him in interviews because he seems like a really fucking kind-hearted and nice guy, but he seems pretty fucking unstable like, you know what I mean? Well,
1: it's like my, He my seems
0: like Barbie the wrestler. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. And I think that's why you, that... Rule and that performance Touched so many people Because a, a lot of people Weren't sure if it was a performance Or was Mickey Rourke Like you know yeah, what I mean
1: he, he would have a lot of dialogue On it for himself mm. Like the speeches and stuff And anytime he's talking about himself Because
0: the, the parallels Between that character Was right. it the Ram Randy the Ram yeah, Robinson the Ram, It's it's the parallels Between Randy the Ram And Mickey Rourke's life Are fucking ridiculously Somewhere right. like You know what I
1: mean When he says uh, The only people that's going to tell me I'm through is you And he's talking to the audience But he's talking to us too like, You know what I mean mm. and it's just I love that whole Thing I love that uh, when it happens, it's in Fulham, it's it's, so it's almost creepy. like
0: it, it is like it's it's breaking the uh, fourth wall, but not. That's still staying in uh, the kind of realm of the film. And it's
1: like the thing of like when he came into the ring, uh when it was "Sweet Child of Mine" and stuff like that. There, when he boxed, he used to come into the ring. the "Sweet Child of Mine" and all there's always uh, really? things in it that are about him. And the the song at the very end was a Bruce Springsteen song written specifically for the film. Oh, he, I I know this. He gave them for free. <sighs> uh, they went to like a concert and all and. Just oh, I kind of got this fucking song and you know, all whatever and all. And he says, "All oh, you have it, it's, it's mad." A, a Darren Aronofsky film was a wild lot. Of it. it was just built on chances. Like originally, uh, he came to him and says, "I really want you to do this part," but he says, "We've got another actor which we can get money on." But he says, "Your name, I can raise fucking no money on your name mm. at all." Mm. And it, it really takes a fucking and a director with fucking tenacity like him, like Darren going to go right. It's strange as well because. Was Nicolas Cage was made of him? Cage, really? Oh, no, but he says nicholas Cage was all I was. I was doing it. And I was training. And he says, and then I, this is an interesting. Says, was well, this is a Cameron Poe again. This. A- I, no, <laughs> I would have had to just, get to the size of these guys. Is I would have had to take, had to have taken steroids, which I wasn't. I, I wasn't prepared to do. Mm-hmm. So what I said, they turn it down, and so I rang Mickey, and I says, uh I just says, you know, what, you should ring, get your part back because I'm not. I'm not going to do it. But I'm kind of wondering. Did Mickey take stories? I uh, <laughs> I'd say, I'd but say so. But Mickey's big, anyway. No, he's, I, he's big, I, like, and stuff. Like I, for for, for Nicolas
3: Cage's like, kind of frame, like, because uh, even the most built he's ever been is in Connor. Like And even in Connor, he just looks like still a sort of thin guy. With, like, is, a couple yeah. of muscles. He's got he
1: even the, the family. I don't I mean. Like, big, like, big like, shoulders and all. Like, mm. uh, like was Mickey was saying. Like, Mickey Roach
0: got, like, an actual bulky frame. Like, you know what I mean? He's a big guy, anyway. Hey, because... Whereas Nicolas Cage seems pretty wary, you know what I mean. Yeah. Why, Dan when Br- you're T- me, presenting me brother, that guy?
1: David, Br- yeah. No, me brother, uh, was, my brother, he was. I mean, a big boxing fan, like, and he was. He's he's been to a Wild Card Gym, which is Freddie Roach's gym, and uh, I guess in Venice Beach, mm. in in California, and. Uh, this was this, the first time he was over he had a like a Doddy t-shirt on and all and then Roach started talking to him about Doddy and this kind of stuff and all don't give him a ill, you <laughs> <laughs> and all and about how it was a fucking Amir it was just a fucking dodgy fight like mm. about how he didn't it didn't keep going it was called off for like a really stupid fucking reason yeah because he was fighting a lot better than what they thought he was going to eat. but uh that's where they got chatting the first time and then the second time he went over and got chatting to Freddie Roach and this kind of thing and all and uh my brother was just chatting about boxing to him, you know, and this kind of thing, and all these different fighters and all, and, and uh, yeah, Roach was just all like, uh, he's all, fuck, you should have been here about an hour ago, he says we had like four, like really, I mean, I'm not as into as my brother, but he says, there's four fighters you would have really liked to see, and my brother's like, oh, fuck, because there was a big fight coming up and he knew mm-hmm. who they were and all, and then I uh, was like, oh, fuck, you know what I mean, and he's all, uh so well, here, should you only see me, me gym down the stairs anyway? And he's just all, all right, Well, all right, I don't really put you out. And he's all, nah, no, fuck it, it's grand noise. this is where I train Pacquiao and train, you know, all these different people. I think he trains Kodo as well, does he? Aye. This is where I train Pacquiao and Kodo you when know, there's no press and stuff and all. And he says, Your sure, mum, we'll go downstairs, mum, check it out and no. all. And they were halfway down the stairs and he says, Oh, Mickey Works train down here at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I was all, fuck it, it, because his friends are done the box and his friends are all, what the fuck is it, Mickey Works? they all And they started getting interested then. And then, uh, so Johnny went on that room anyway and Mickey Rourke was beating around the ring and all. And uh, then, uh, what was it, Roots goes go around and he just goes like, he's all there's four hair scares here to see And he turns around and he goes, Chucky, our laugh. <laughs> <laughs> and then he says, he just started chatting away, like doing different things and all. And they like fucking, like do the fist bump and all that kind of stuff and all. And we were just chatting away and all. And he's he, like, Freddie Roots says, he's all, He's a, he's a nice guy but he talks a lot of shit like and he says he, says he, he just likes to fucking rail people that's just his uh-huh. sense of humour he just finds it funny and he just, he just that's the just sense of him like that's what I'm saying Chuck out do you guys know because he just wants to get a reaction with of you and all and uh, there, there, was like a, there was a fight that Mickey did which was I think it was one of his last fights and it, there's always questions over whether it was a money fight or not like it was a Russian fight where it was a bit of a oh
0: no it was complete. it was a melody it was completely fixed like he won the it fight
1: fault, but no but it was like a John I was all uh, here what's Craig what's that Russian fighting? he's all why'd you fucking ask him see what he says you know he's all nah and then started laughing his head I was all right there. <laughs> he obviously knew that he knew but the mm. and all. but uh, that's, that's a mad one uh, really mad but he just says he just loved the uh like even when they were leaving, he's all, "I like, hey, tell, but tell everybody in Ireland, they fuck off." He just, I don't know. He, he said even though he's mad. fucking ridiculously proud of his <laughs> I like, know. <laughs> no, no, he's just, just looking just, for a reaction. like, Come, they fuck off because <laughs> that's what everybody he thinks it's funny and all. <laughs> and, uh, he, but uh, he says it was a maddest thing. He, he just said he was just one of the coolest people he's ever met. Like he, says he just hang out and chat. And he says he's a man's man. Like but he just said he was well cool. Like
0: I think it's it's strange. Well, we we make it work that. It does seem very personable. Yeah. You know what I mean? He does seem really nice but then when you see him in talk shows sometimes it just... You don't know what you're going to get. You know, it seems like yeah. he's a taking time mom sometimes. You know what I mean? Especially when he's got a couple... Because that time, I, man, he was on fucking... Graham Norton. Oh, that was uh, that was sad to watch because like, he was I don't know what Uh It was sad because he was, was really Jessica blocked. Bale? It was some big actress, like an attractive actress and he kept, Bale, he kept trying to get stuck on there and stuff like that and he kept getting fobbed off and like, the audience was getting uncomfortable and even Graham Norton who's like a fucking master host and like really funny and like a master as well of kind of diverting awkwardness and making it funny even he was struggling with it. like you know what I mean yeah. uh, it was sad but I mean like I don't know Murky Rock said he's a strange case because he had his comeback and then it petered out and I don't know if there will be another comeback like he should have
1: won I, 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 th- I think there will
0: I think he should have won that I, I do I don't think he was I robbed
1: think, if I ever make it I've, I've got a, an adaptation that I'm going to stack them in <laughs> 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 I'm going to imagine him as uh, Shel Levine and Glenn, Gary Glenn Rose. Oh, that'd be fucking great. would be, be amazing. He'd be really thing. good.
0: Right? He's really good at playing, like, sort of, even for a big guy, he's really good at playing desperate and sort of types. Was,
1: it was one time we, we did it a few years ago, and it was because you always think of the Jack Lemmon thing and all. And I I did the Shelley part, and I was like, I don't know how the fuck to do this at all mm-hmm. because I just don't want to be like Jack and or don't want to be like pathetic and all. And then it's sort of like, I just sort of thought of him as like a prize fighter. Aye, and he's just he's just all like you have to respect me because I was fucking there. And if Aye. you don't, and instead of being pathetic, it was just it was he was a bully. Aye. and he's
0: out there taking punches every day from Aye. people rejecting him on the but fucking contracts and stuff. When
1: you read it, sometimes like it, it's more like he's a bully if yeah. you read it in one way than he is. And I I, th- I thought of Mickey Work when I was doing it. thought Mickey Work could fucking do it. Well, you know. I, I mean?
0: always thought about like England Gray, Glen Ross, like Jack Lemon and his prime. You would always see would be like it would have been like Ricky Roma but without the charm because Shelly Levine's not that charm. It's like false charm where Ricky Roma. It's
1: just dated charm. I uh,
0: dated charm, but whereas Ricky Roma, he he's kind of he seems more natural with, and it seems like he actually cares where you can kind of see through Levine's now. Maybe that's him just getting old and maybe getting lazy with and stuff he like got not mm. thinking about it as much, or maybe it's because it's dated. Mm. But I know what you're on about. You you, you sometimes think about Levine <laughs> back in his sort of pomp would they have that sort of Hulk presence uh, you can't well, maybe more just
1: when you read the thing when you're not you're trying to not think about anything yeah. else and you actually read the words and you're just oh actually this isn't this is, he's not because in the film it's more like he's convincing he's he's trying to convince you he's still mm. he's, he's constantly on the sale whereas when he's a bully it's, it's like you know he, he he gets what he wants from me no matter what and even the thing about the daughter line because in the film it's just like my daughter Mm. Whereas when I did it, I, th- I thought it was more chance to just kind of go, like, like you know he doesn't care about the daughter, yeah, and he he always that's always his last resort, yeah, he just goes it's like hey. it's a all, you know my daughter, and it wasn't sad, it was just like you could tell it, you know that's what I, that's the way I try, you know, and that's the way if if you ever got Mickey work to do, that's the way he, he should do, like That's you know, an actor, I want
0: to see do more Jack Lemon, but he can't because he's dead, he's, <laughs> he's dead, isn't he. Actually, one of my oh, top four know. favorite actors. But going back, Michael, an actor, and we're probably going to speed up. So, an actor that you would like to see do more? Uh Shia
1: LaBeouf.
0: I, uh, I'd say an, about
1: Interestingly enough. Uh, if I got uh, if we ever remake that i then Ross, it'd be Ricky Roma, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> 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 we're, just, to, we're just we're just Sh- casting Sh- your Shia fucking... LaBeoufs. Uh, uh, Ricky Roma's mate. that be thirty.
0: I, you heard it here first. You know what I mean? Glengarry <laughs> going Glenn, Greg, Glenn <laughs> Ross, Remake happening around 2022. Aye, that's a <laughs> and here's Make that cast. <laughs> that's a thing. It'd be amazing though. It would be. It would be good. If you would have said that to me two or three years ago when I only re really knew him from yeah, Transformers, I would have told you fuck off. Aye. But seeing just... <clears throat> He just seems like a fucking free spirit. Like I will lot let people give him flack about being mad but he just seems like a free spirit. And he's out he's there doing cool his guy. own thing. I, like
1: Brad Pitt is, you know, yeah, he's, he's definitely like got like his head screwed he on too. A for, like a mad press and all and fury, but, it, but he's, he's, he's he's one of the best actors we've worked with. He's, just, he's, he's really dedicated. He just wants it to be better.
3: Should I rub this fucking tooth out for Fury? Hey, <laughs> sure. He scarred himself as well. He kept cutting his cheek, so he had a scar for the film. Uh, he's definitely not all there, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I, mean, that, that, I think that's about full on. No, like,
1: but I think <laughs> it's when he talks and all, and the other reason, he's not, he's just, he just seems like really. Like, uh, he just says, oh, no, I'm just, I'm just passionate. I just, I just want to be good. That's all. Yeah, I, that's you know what I mean? You mind.
0: can replace a tooth, but you're going to give yourself a permanent
3: fucking scare in your fist. So that's yeah. that's, that's yeah. about mad. Like, it's like, have, did you did you hear about that thing with Jared Leto playing the Joker? He sent all the all the other cast members, like, just weird gifts. No. No. Like he's... we
1: talk about Suicide Squad
3: because the
0: fucking shit yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's been that it's serious i
3: like that flick. but he, he sent Will Smith like a fish head or something I can't remember what I said. but he just sent him something That's fucking bullshit. weird like, mm. and somebody asked him Will Smith in that interview he was like oh did you send anything back or anything or what would you say and he said he left him a message saying for me <laughs> this is just acting because <laughs> 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 like Jared has stayed in the character the whole time they were shooting and stuff and just
0: don't do him any favours, because apparently he's on. one of the worst things about the film.
3: Oh, I don't know, I haven't seen the film. So I'm still looking forward to seeing it, even despite the bad recommend. reviews. But uh, yeah, back to the booth I mean, I I liked him when he was, like, I liked the first Transformers film, and I kind of, like, I liked Disturbia, and even that one, Eagle Eye. I just, I just kind of liked it, because for, for being that young and stuff, he, he has a bit of charm and he has a bit of charisma about him. And, obviously, he grew up doing stand-up and he was on that yeah. show, even Stevenson. Also, I think that's just kind of bred from that air. But when you see, like, obviously, he just had the whole downfall, of, like, after Indiana Jones and stuff, and just when he went a bit mad. Yeah. Like, what actually tipped that off? I can not even mind. I don't know. It just seemed like it came out of nowhere that yeah. he day he was mental. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> Shadow <it> was mental. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just, like, just stuff he's doing now, and he's he's he seems to be going for like deeper kind of more meaningful roles and he's getting deeper into the whole process of acting and stuff the method, like the method the method and uh it's just you know he's he's a he's a proper actor and he can fucking do it and he's sure. yeah mm. and as heron said he's like he's always just looking to make it better yeah and even with the stupid stuff he does like with that fucking videos like just do it and all air like it's a it's a bit of crack and he just doesn't really give a fuck. Like I mean, right. like you can say whatever the fuck you want. Like he doesn't care. You I mean he's he's just wants the something fucking meaningful. Is. You see that
1: Charlie Countryman film? What Charlie Countryman? Nah,
3: no. no, I heard it was good that.
1: though. It's it's like, apparently like a mad, kind of weird, on I do you want to watch it.
0: Shailabh has also inspired the very funny song by Rob Cantor titled Shailabh, where Shailabh is described as being a fucking psychopath killer. Yeah. <laughs> but then what I love is that. No bar him taking a hand at himself, he shows up at the end of the video with him clapping on the audience like fucking Orson Welles and Citizen King.
3: That's <laughs> <laughs> hey, saying, like he he he's happy to take a hand at himself, like he doesn't give a fuck.
0: Nah, like. he really does not give a fuck. My actor, and he's I'd say what, top three favourite actors, is Edward Norton. Ever mm-hmm. Norton just talk you talking earlier on about I I on
1: So
3: who's he going to play in Garden
0: uh, who's, <laughs> who's he going to play? He, he seems like a Spissy. He seems like he could do a good day a Spissy. He
1: could do an amazing, uh, uh, Williamson.
0: Aye, uh, Williamson. Is, I always forget his name, Spissy mm-hmm. character. But, Edward Norton, you were talking about earlier on how Mickey Rourke in like the early 90s and stuff like that burnt a lot of bridges. Or Sorry, you were talking about... Aye, uh, Edward Norton done the very same thing. Uh, basically, it was almost like insider knowledge that then was so kind of well-known that everybody kind of knew of his reputation, his reputation for him. that in like the... Late nineties, nearly two thousands, when Edward Norton kind of came on the same way, American History X and Fight Club, he was notorious for like stepping on the director's toes and wanting to rewrite scenes and rewrite scripts and stuff like that's why he lost the role of fucking the Hulk, you know? What yeah. I mean? that's you know what I mean.
3: But um i would been mad. Imagine if he stuck with Aaron Ed Edward Norton as fucking Avengers. It's, it's
0: right? mental. Like I know, and, and, and don't get me wrong, I do think as much as I love Ed Norton. I always thought that him as the Hulk was a Ooh, Ed, Ed Edmund? Norton. <laughs> but I've, I've always, like, I've always loved fucking uh, Norton, and like even even the choice of him as the Hulk, I always thought that was a strange one. Like, I liked I mean? that film. I though. liked it. I liked that film, and I liked him as the Hulk. Uh, but I do I, think Mark Ruffalo hey, is a better. They They
1: find like amazing actors. They get into those parts. Like you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's like they really, they really try and do like proper theads in those parts. Like, do you know what I mean? Mm. I mean? I was
0: even just very surprised that Edward Norton fucking took the role of the Hulk because he's right. usually very choosy and he kind of usually sticks to a, the endies. I think he is a Hulk fan, but yeah. even at that, I was still surprised they don't because he's well, very well. I mean, even, he is a but. would say he's a. I wouldn't say a prima donna, but he's very particular in what he chooses. Like, but you know e- I mean?
3: even at that time, though, like. This was before Marvel was bought by Disney and stuff, so technically, it, like, the first Iron Man and Hulk were technically independent films. Yeah. Uh, you but know, the so, time, they're, uh, no, still, but, they're still blockbusters. I know, like, but know it's, I mean? it wasn't as big of a thing as they are now, you know what I mean? I but, I like, that,
1: the uh, first Iron Man, like, was, what, like what was it? Fucking, there's a story that uh, they had a script and all, and like it was John Favreau and Robert Downey Jr., and, and Robert Downey Jr. says so many times, I used to come on the like, Favreau's fucking thing and fuck a script off the wall and says, this is, this is fucking shit. Mm. Favreau belt, don't worry about. We're just gonna improvise the whole thing. <laughs> you know, and, and he says, he said uh, between them two, like uh, Robert Downey Jr. says that Tony Stark was pretty much a creation of John Favreau and himself, right.
0: and, and
3: just, John Favreau is still down as a producer in the Avengers and I all. I Because you
1: know, uh, it was the thing of, uh, like he says, when they were about to jump under the fucking, he says he, Robert Downey Jr. says the whole thing, the process got that loose, that he says he was about to jump under the Hummer. And he was just reading the lines again. He was just all, so, I don't know, John, this isn't really that funny and all. And he says, oh, and he says John Favreau was behind a camera and a monitor or something. He just shouts over. He goes, um, what about if uh, one of the other people says, does uh, peace? And he say no gang signs, And he goes, oh, yeah, no, it's good there. Do it. And he <laughs> says, he says hey, about to shoot the scene, Nick. Like? And that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <fucking> <laughs> <man>. <laughs> but he says, like, it's all the wadisisms. Like, you know, give me a scotch, I'm starving. just all this sort of stuff and he has the wee fucking rise out of the ground fucking drinks (laughs) I've always wanted a wee bar
0: globe. but anyway going back to Norton what I really did like though is that Norton was kind of I wouldn't say blacklisted but he was put out the wilderness in the late 2000s and he was doing like the odd only and I think that a lot of that was because he'd made a bad name for himself in Hollywood and as well just through his own choice he says himself he just kind of likes keeping himself keeping private and doing smaller films but I absolutely loved how it kind of came full circle in Birdman because the character that Edward Norton is playing in Birdman is taking a piss out of his nice. reputation, yeah. and it's almost like you know what? Because he never ever talked about an interview about this reputation they had, but he kind of went back to it then and just kind of point the finger at himself and was like, you know what? I was the prima donna actor, yeah. and he's so good in that film too. You got like, f- he, so he got an Oscar Aye. nomination as well. He got an Oscar nomination. fellow. Hem
3: Man Ruffalo were nominated. In the same category as like the two Hulks going up against you, <laughs> <laughs> green v. gray. <laughs> I don't
1: know why they didn't make a big deal of that, uh, uh, like at uh, the Oscars. They could have had a some crack that like. nah, but, but The thing is, I
0: mean, even if they did, maybe it's a wee bit of a sore subject for everyone. I may, I like, maybe, you know I mean? maybe Norton's not too, too not thrilled too that Ruffalo yeah, took his fucking R- job. R-
1: like. R- R- like publicly said something like, I was not a team player. That's exactly
0: like, what he said. He said he's not a team player, and it's weird for. Robert Downey Jr. to come is out and say that's something quite
1: like that? So, like, cutting, like, it's it?
0: quite cutting, and as well, I mean, usually Downey Jr. is quite affable most of the time. So for him, they come out and take a swipe at an actor. I was surprised at that too. But in fairness, I mean, Norton's probably on to himself too. Like you know, I mean, he tried. Apparently, he tried to rewrite the whole script of the Hulk, and then he was trying and to this make. A,
1: a, a famous thing is that when he gets involved in the project, his production company is co it. Yeah. So they have the rights to order reshoots and you wanted all these reshoots and stuff.
0: Sure, even like, I mean, that was the fucking reason that, uh, Jesus Christ, what's his name? American is it As a Tony K American House Strikes? Sure, Tony Kay, the um, yeah. the director of American House Strikes, Alan Smitty, that film. So basically he took his name completely off it because of Norton. Because like Norton apparently just tried to take over direct. But he wasn't. You know like, I mean? No, because
1: I was, I was actually watching it the other night and I may talk about it in a moment. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh... i uh... I No, just...
3: Will we leave that to the end? Aye, leave <laughs> it. Leave it. So, uh, anything more in Ed
0: No, I think it's just, it's good that he came back a Birdman. I don't really know what projects he's got with Birdman. I, I don't know what that... Uh, no, it just sounds like it was a way in a trip. It's just that he came, came
1: back a Birdman. Now. <laughs> <laughs> came, back the, the came back in Birdman he came Express. he was a fucking Birdman. <laughs>
0: but the, it was just nice to see him back. and as well, I mean, like, he kind of kept a career checking over. He, he was doing a lot of stuff with Wes Anderson. Always a kind of yeah. smaller rules, but... It was just, it was nice to see not only him back in a big role and sort of get Oscar nominated and get a lot of adulation again, but it was just also nice to see him kind of had nothing and poke fun on himself because he's always came across, even though he's one of my favourites, as being a really fucking serious dude, like, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, no cracking at all very kind of his yeah. method and Andy he's is, an actor An actor. my two favourite films of his have to be American History X and 25th Hour
1: Those uh, are my two favourites of his like, Primal Fear him. is grand. it gets to be a pantomime, but I still love 25th I Hour st- I I mean mm. I think
0: when he starts doing more fun to the other character in Primal Fear it's about like it's it's too much you know I mean it's nice sort of seeing the reality and that certainly break out but
1: he was nominated I, for that wasn't he
0: His first ever film too mm. first ever performance. at that point when he got that film he was working as a wooder <laughs> You know first, I mean?
3: the first three films I ever seen of him was *Primal Fear*, *Fight Club*, and *The Score*. And in all three films, he's playing two different people. Yeah, <laughs> <basically>. yeah. <true laughs> the, score, the Score's not the riddle one too. I like that film. Hey, Martin Brando's last one. Last yeah,
0: film. Like, no, I like it. Shit, I Big Brando's way, He's fucking some size, nothing. That <laughs> yes. That's that's that's,
1: that's that's. You must get there some point, but oh, Jesus, go and look at me. Like, <laughs> do you know what? They do something about this, but, like. But when you're that old, I, you still give I've, a fuck. I, I'm always
0: the, I'm I'm always at the fucking I'm always the opinion that see when you get to a fucking certain age because you've loved your life and you've just kind of fucking had a put up with people's bollocks and I watch your fucking time blah 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 you should be allowed to get fat as fuck when you're older you know what I mean just eat whatever you want you've loved your life enjoy yourself fair enough your health may suffer you know what
2: I mean well you're but just you're
0: something. just waiting to die that's it <laughs> Jesus, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> old people can have fucking fun too no but All I'm saying no, are no but I'm
3: saying what you're saying like if, if you take that I mean, path you're not saying what I'm saying no th- no but no because <laughs> you're hold on, hold on, hold on no because you're you're saying once you hit a certain age you can kind of just let yourself go and just fucking do whatever you want hey right, like, have it, a
0: bit of crack like you don't care I, I,
3: no I'm basically saying you don't care what other people think I'm not saying that you're fucking and to die no but I'm saying <laughs> no I'm saying witting in the sense that you, 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 you're at a certain stage where you don't care about your health anymore. You're just going to do whatever the fuck you want. No, because
0: I, I didn't mean like, okay, right. Well, that's anyway. the way it came across. Okay, <laughs> okay. That's okay. basically what you said,
3: Jim. Okay, Flo, okay.
1: But that's, yes. That's not kind of at all.
3: Albert yeah. Norton. <laughs> it was worse because it, it was bare knee. Touched
1: oh,
2: the knee.
0: <laughs> Albert Norton, Mickey Rourke, and... Shalaboo. Shalaboo. So that's a three we want to see you do more. And hopefully, and they're they all post- going to be in
3: Heron's remake. <laughs> <laughs> in <laughs> He's Baldwin. Who's Baldwin. He's taking over Baldwin. Yeah, he's doing that. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll see. in the play script that's not there.
1: The oh, thing.
3: you 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 adapting the play, not the film. No, we'll see the
1: the, <laughs> the 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 play the the Baldwin thing. The, the play more like a Reservoir Dogs thing. Whereas you never like Mitch and Murray is this big fucking force that's just like oh we're fucked and all it's a boss now, but you never see the boss. Mm. The and unseen a, and in a way that kind can is more interesting. So it's always more threatening if you read that leave out the Baldwin speech and just no. go straight down cut the ground
3: fuck what, Baldwin yeah. Calm Heron says mm, I didn't say it <laughs> that's that's right, about a fucking <laughs> Like calm Heron says
1: fuck Baldwin <laughs> 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 I the word fuck Baldwin, Baldwin. <laughs> 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 <and> two, sep- <laughs> two separate times yeah. <laughs> attach him together out of 64 episodes, soon she managed to fucking stitch me up just Literally, Stitch.
0: some <laughs> audio Recommendations! My recommendation is uh, Green Room. Oh. Just, uh, was only released at the end of last year. I think I talked about it in the podcast a couple weeks ago. It's one of Anton Yelich's last films. Essentially, it is about a uh, punk band who go and play this fucking gig out in the, like, the backlands. I think it's in like, the Midwest, America, but they don't realise until they get there that it's a neo-Nazi club. And then a murder... Uh, someone's killed in the club and basically they're locked in the green room of the of the sort of the facility and it's about them trying to break out and, and get out of there alive and it's just really good Um, uh, there's really good tension Patrick's church on there and it's just great they see him play against him because usually he's playing like the noble kindly old man but in this he's playing the head of a fucking neo-nazi faction mm-hmm. like, and he does it really really well and uh, there's just there's some really unbelievable tense scenes and there's some kind of sad parallels too now that yeah. Elchin's died with his only for there's a scene in there where he's all I can't die in here, I'm too young. And it just kind of gets you a bit more. He's excellent, as usual. And mm. the people acting around him, I think it's, can't remember her name. Imogen Poots, I think she's very, very Pouda. good. Well.
3: Poota! Poota! She's got a poota! She's got a poota!
0: But, uh, aye, it's good fun, so watch it. It's from the guy who done... Blue, Blue Ruin. Ruin! And his next one's called Red something. <laughs> <laughs> no, right, now. if I Blue Ruin, Green Room, Red House.
1: Red man, oh,
2: yeah.
0: Anyway, your recommendation, sir? Uh, my
1: recommendation is American History X.
0: Oh. Uh, it was
1: actually just it's mad that it came up, but uh, I ended up watching it the other night. Uh, I just flicked over and I was like, oh, there's a uh, black fellow getting his head stomped. i that not care about all. Alright, this is American History X
0: <laughs> the infamous scene, hey,
1: literally. Just, it happens, the it first twice. thing they do it at the start, don't they? And then they do it about an That's hour it. No, no but the the whole watch. bite the curb thing mm. that just happens
3: once, <clears> doesn't it? they sure it's just the start <clears the> of <throat>
1: bite the curb? I... No, because happen- I think it happens at the end. Too. It's so fucking. No, because it's the opening scene, like, mm. it? Is it? It's no. It's, no, it's no, at, it, at ha- the
0: start. I haven't watched American Restriction in years. I thought that happened like halfway through. Oh
1: but no, because he's like he's like having sex with a girlfriend and all, and then they see the cars being broken, and then he runs outside. I don't know what there. That's the opening insane. Uncomfortable fact. I can't imagine. I think so.
0: Uncomfortable fact about uh, American Hustrakes, Edward Norton's character. Is it Derek Vineyard? Derek Vineyard. Derek Vineyard is the absolute sputtle of my day.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and you know <laughs>
0: this. The
3: tattoos he's and he's everything. Based on <laughs> a real life
1: as well. Really. I don't know what there. Like, I, I was reading, just, you know, when you watch a film, you start looking up the facts. I don't know if you've seen it a million times, you know, whatever. Okay. Um... I think it's... Whatever Ever Norton done on it, whatever it is, I think it's a fucking great film. I think apparently the director said that he edited it himself more on it. It's one of these things where... I mean, they're both artists and this kind of thing, and if Ever Norton kind of felt like, right, it's not that I'm giving myself more time, I just think that the character of Derek needs to be in it more. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it's just like, come on the fuck, get me in there. You know, and it's just... I I think I think the fucking I think the film's fucking great. You know, I I read all these things like you know that uh, apparently he he couldn't smithy it. He he couldn't do the director thing because he would spoke publicly about it, so he had to keep his name on it.
0: And I I actually thought he did smithy it, but then it's strange because on IMDb, even if an, I think even if a director smithies a film, then their name still goes up as
1: the official director. You know what I mean? I, I don't know. Not all oh,
3: IMDb's all. Like people, it's like Wikipedia. People yeah. put stuff in so people can put Aye. on a director.
1: But I think no, it's not on the, it's not on the DVD or it's not on the phone. No, it's either. strange
0: because in, even though he said that he smited it, any sort of promotional material, anything he see, no, he he's,
1: he's still there as director. Like because no, he he broke the, it was like it was like, it's a guild, uh, it's a, a guild clause. It's a guild clause. If if he goes and talks about it and uh, talks publicly, I think he went to Variety or something and told them how how he, he has said he had a shit time working with Norton and this kind of thing. If he did that, that he wasn't allowed to do. That's like yeah, a that's guilt. Thing. You ah, like right. do it. You can't speak. I want to look. So we had a whatever. but And the whole thing. Actually, the head of the the Nazi group, uh, they actually wanted Brando to play it originally. They tried to get Brando. Actually,
0: <laughs> uh, right, Brando still would have been alive. So yeah, because mm-hmm. what? American hashtag, 99 is it? Or 98? Something like that. I uh, know. It's around there no?
3: Anyway. Hey, because it's fucking Pope from Prison Break. It? Yeah,
0: it's uh, okay. Stacy Keach. I like him.
1: Yeah,
3: he's a good actor. He's
1: good. Great, I kind of forgot how good it was. I remember it was like, you know, when you're younger, you sort of you, that's, that's a certain type of film. You yeah. know what I mean, it, I, it's I, dark
0: I, and it's adult, and you think, oh, this is a song that I haven't
1: seen before. You. It's just like, oh, they're just doing this. This is the seemingly reckless thing and you know? all. But then, I just, I actually think I'm, I get more shocked at things now. Just I appreciate them more. Like you know, like you're old and conservative. And i just, <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not conservative. It's, it's just like I suppose when you watch too much fucking mad shit when you're young and, and you, you know you become about these sensations when you get a bit older and you start to realise no that is fucked up yeah, that, that's a bit whatever yeah. you, hey, you really think about a more. the more like there, there's so many fucking scenes in it like you know the scene we the sort of short scene with uh Eliot Gould and that mm-hmm. kind of thing and all at the dinner table. I kind of forgot. I think it's that the best scene, scene in the film. That's my favorite that's scene where so he just good. starts
0: calling him like all these fucking Jewish slurs, mm-hmm. and then he yeah. kind of like, gets up. It's that's, that's my favorite scene in the
1: film. Yeah, like. And he's all, "This is your family. What are you doing?" And all this kind of stuff mm-hmm.
0: and all. Why is Why is he there again? He's uh Hasmer. Oh, all right. And, all, and he starts calling him a cake and all this kind of stuff. Ah, and it's
1: it's like really it's a mad scene and you know? all. And then I think there's a beautiful line in it because uh, he just says, "I'm sorry, this isn't going to work." To the mother and you know? all, and then. No, no. What he say? He's all. He's he's gone. He's lost. Mm. You know, he's not there anymore. And then uh, she just says, "He's all. Uh, he's just a boy that's lost his father." Mm. You know, and I was like, "That's a fucking great line." Like, you know, what I mean, it really summarizes yeah. the guy. And my favorite thing is is at the end when uh, when he says, "I'm starting to think that the reason that happened to me was because of you." When he says, to "His his friend and the black guy." Yeah. And he I, and that's that's one of the best parts of the film for me. It really it really. Even just, I mean, it's it's it's
0: the logical way that the film would. Well, you would think it's a logical way that the film would go to kind can achieve some sort. I wouldn't say a happy end because it's definitely not a fucking happy end. It's, it is a pretty bleak film, but then uh, it's
1: the hope. It's, in it's, the, just, it's, 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 it's the hope. Yeah, by, and,
0: yeah. and what I like about it is that it's not overdone. Obviously, for friends, a, a, a black and myth and stuff we like got there, but it's not like they're all fucking hugging each other and holding hands towards all you. Right. You know, it's it's just on the very realist sort of way all that right. they're looking out for each other and their pals. But it's not hmm. over the top or rammed in your throat
1: and th- th- that was the kind of moment that I thought this actually to me has a similar quality to it uh, as 25th Hour like the score and stuff and all mm-hmm. it's big and that's when I started thinking oh, wait, that's the kind of film Eber Norton really does like to make the- those big things that are questioning any problems that are wrong with America and stuff and mm-hmm. those two films specifically and even Fight Club in a mad sort of way as to well was questioning capitalism you uh, know what I mean and uh, no I I <laughs> the one thing um is that's the thing maybe they had the problem about Donnie Brasco when he says I'm I'm not uh, the most important scene in it where he's just all uh, you're becoming like them he says I'm not becoming them I am them mm. that to me should have had a lot more weight than it Aye. it's the scene when his brother's shot him when he's holding him in the toilet that's really I don't emotionally draining I think you don't think it's fucking really? I, I don't think he's good in that scene at all. No, no. I think it's has weakest scene in the whole film. I think so? I th- I think it's really because he's had. just like, oh my God, and just and it, it's sort of weird because the, when he sort of looks like he's he's weeping, he looks like he's smiling too, and it's a way we- he just, it's the way his face is. But I, I, see, I think it's more natural in your
0: sort of, because people don't just typically cry, like you see on fucking, F- like there's some people who cry and actually look or smiling, or people who react in fucking very strange ways. I don't know. Nah, I don't like, the, just, I, I like the fact that it wasn't kind of played as straight as am just born as eyes out. It,
1: it, no, but I, I just, I just think, because it's one shot, essentially. Yeah. I just think the director kind of left it on that one shot, and I just thought, they the, he could've, there's a better shot there. Or, or or he just thought, you know, all right, this is the scene where he gives everything. And, and I just didn't. I just didn't think I had it. I, it's the one, I thought maybe because it was so under the film that this scene's going to hit me now again. But it just didn't. I just, I didn't think he was, he was, I just well, it's just a personal thing. I just I yeah. just didn't mm. think he was as good as he has been in other stuff in that scene. I thought that scene kind of let it down a wee bit. Yeah. And it's the most important, so I kind of know, know.
0: But you still recommend it? I still recommend it. It's an amazing <laughs> film. Like
1: the whole film, it has a summary of its parts. It's just some people love that scene. Some people think it's a really well performed scene. I just um just, and I think just it, 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 it doesn't matter because the emotion of the end of the film and you hear uh Edward Furlong, you know, kinda of round off the film and all you still get the punch of it. Yeah. And that Edward Norton's getting dragged in, they sort of do double agent with the Nazis and you know the police and all, and you know you see another film there nearly, which would be interesting to see American history. You too. could do, you
0: could cast that as well. You could
1: do that. After <laughs> the I'll, cast guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll cast it. I'll cast the Ed. You know I mean? Ed Norton. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you a few more takes at that fucking scene when somebody else dies. Then I will recall it. <laughs> oh. Your recommendation, Michael. My recommendation
3: is say anything. Oh yes, it's good. It's a see? lovely. What's it? Wait, John Cusack, the Cameron Crowe uh, film? Holding graphics. the stereo I so. over I the. Cast a camera. In classic
2: classic
3: Cameron Tell me why you <laughs> like it, Michael. Because it's amazing. Yeah, do you
1: think he was cast in High Fidelity because of See Anything?
0: I think he was definitely cast in High Fidelity, I think, because of a sort of series like 80s films where he kind of, he, I mean, like, John Cusack kind of defined 80s culture a lot, like in and, and some of the
3: performances they don't. But 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 I I Does think him like- him and say anything because I seen say anything after I kind of seen like High Fidelity and just John Cusack doing his John Cusack thing and it's it's kind of there in the background of say anything. But he, the character of I can't even mind his fucking name. What's his name in say anything?
1: Matt say anything. No, no, it's, Matt Dallin, isn't name. It doesn't matter. But oh. singles, the, single.
3: the the actual character he's playing, it's it's different from just standard John Cusack kind of stuff. I think. Thing. I think that's and, why I like saying it so much. And he's he's just such a weird kind of character. Like he's really into kickboxing and stuff. And like nobody knows what kickboxing is in the eighties and stuff. Mm. And he's he's just he's just a really nice guy in it. And that and he just likes this scared and. Basically, Frazier's dad just fucks everything up. <laughs> yeah, I, do you know what? I've always. I
0: think that's why. I no, honestly, but. I think. I think that's why Sainting okay. stands out because usually okay. with like 80s teen rom or John Hughes films, it's just focused on like the teens and stuff we got there. And then parents are kind of non existent. Like they're there as like a force, but you never actually see them on screen. But I that's one of my favorite things about Sainting is the subplot with fucking John Mahoney. Hey, that's you know that's I mean? the best thing. It's though. really good. And then, especially when he goes to the him in prison and stuff we got there. Because... I'm, I'm incarcerated, incarcerated. I know, that's such a good line I think he loves that really well but
3: Lloyd Dobler Lloyd Dobler I'm Dabler. incarcerated Lloyd
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like I've always liked that I uh, know but I've, <laughs> I'm like they that he's <laughs> <that. laughs> just, just the way he's
3: I'm incarcerated Lloyd but do you know, like the fact that
0: John Mahoney isn't just presented as being oh it's this fucking adult doesn't know what he's doing he's getting the fucking family and the financial ruin and stuff he like got there and doesn't give a fuck when he's in prison I love that they make him around the card. you can tell anybody yeah. he loves his daughter he gets, his really nice chemistry with Hammond. It seems like he likes fucking John Cusack too, but then he gets uncursory. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Lloyd, <laughs> <laughs> Lloyd, I'm incarcerated. Yeah. Why well, was I with Lloyd for <laughs>
3: operations? <laughs> Lloyd. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we'll wrap it up there, folks. Thank you so much for listening. Let us know what your favorite quote from Say Anything is. <laughs> or have if you've ever been in <laughs> or, I I <laughs> just go on
1: our Facebook and say anything. Ah, yeah. very nice, very nice. Yeah. Or
3: send us your best Joe Mahoney impression saying, I'm incarcerated, Lloyd! Oh, Bill. <laughs> oh, that's nasty. Okay. <laughs> Uh, where, where was it? Uh, leave us, you leave, leave, us <laughs> leave us, comments, reviews uh, No, that's not it You can message <laughs> us on Facebook Let's Talk More Movies Podcast You can tweet at us at Talk More Movies Or you can email us at Let's Talk More Movies At gmail.com You can also leave us comments, reviews on Acast, Agents Whatever podcast service you like I have been your host Michael Braslin. Shanko's been Chanko. Yeah Call yeah. him <laughs> <laughs> Episode 64 baby i am a caster in God God. Thank you. so much. Goodbye.
2: <laughs> <laughs> pizza! <laughs> pizza!
0: Love <laughs> <laughs> pizza.